and we are live again. The Wrestle Purist Podcast, episode one oh nine, hosted by myself, Big AO, Charlie, and Joe Hulbert. And we're gonna do our usual Thursday agenda of you know, we're gonna review AEW Dynamo, we're gonna get into the news, we're gonna take some super chats, any questions, any stuff like that. But yeah, we've got a lot to get into. So, like I said, first things first, please like, subscribe, send any super chats of any questions, any takes, anything like that, and we'll get them read out. Turn on the post notifications, and I uh, hope everyone's doing well. Starting with my fellow co-host, Joe Holbert. You're on quite the streak at the moment of these Thursday shows, so that means Dynamite has been good because you are, uh, you've, you've said pretty much pretty black and white with you. As soon as Dynamite's bad, you, you're not showing <laughs> <out of> <laughs> You know, some people have responded to this trend by calling me the most powerful man in all of professional wrestling. I haven't. Some people have. Um, today's been pretty good, I think it's fair to say. Happy to be here once again. Professional wrestling to cover. Roderick Strong match to talk about. A Samoa Joe promo. This sounds like the game I love, to be quite honest. So, thrilled to be back on the flagship once more. You've had, you've had quite the day, you know. Big interviews, you know, with the mm-hmm. biggest stars in Hollywood. You know, it's, it's what, it's we, what do, we do around here. It's yeah. what we, it's what we, we, do. we live on the red carpet, you know, it's what it is. <laughs> but yeah, if you haven't seen the Athena interview, go check it out after this podcast. Uh, Charlie, coughing up the lungs. Uh, yes. <laughs> Very festive background, though. How are you doing? Absolutely. I'm doing great. The, the cough doesn't uh, make it seem like I'm doing great, but I'm feeling a bit better. Um, but yeah, Dynamite was good. I watched it on a delay again because I've actually had a normal sleep schedule. Which has been interesting. Not not been watching it live the last couple of weeks. It's been weird, but um, yeah, had a pretty productive few days. Got a bunch of stuff done for the website. You guys will see stuff soon. Oh, yeah. I say this every week at this point, but it's coming. I promise. It is. Uh, but yeah, ready to talk some graps again. Some real progress has been made on that front. So keep it's... your eyes out, people. Uh, maybe in the next couple of days, you know. Hey, uh, all. You made the town again, brother. Made the fucking sound. Drove home from work. Threw on Holbert's interview. Was watching it while I drove. Don't tell anyone. It's very legal. He killed it. Knocked it out of the park. It was a great interview. 15 minutes flew by. Um, Russell Pierce does it again, bro. Just just interview, just just casually just churning out interviews. World champion after world champion after world champion. A lot of you niggas can't do that. Keep pumping up your shit. Yeah, step up in TikTok, you bum ass niggas. Russell Pierce on top. You see the shitty content y'all are making. Y'all not doing what Joe Holbert doing. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I always have to turn it into. He, he makes it a real victory laugh. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll be like, yeah, yes, niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else will just be like, yeah, it's really cool, but we got to do it. I always be real victory <laughs> laughing. You know. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. Well, we gotta get into some super chats because I would be. Remiss if I didn't throw this one up from Shawtown Spurs immediately. $100. Appreciate you, brother. Massive part of the family, of course. He says, with the $100. Shout out to Joe and the rest of the gang. Congrats on the great Athena interview and happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. Happy holidays. holidays. How are you, Shawtown Spurs? What a time. Look at this. What a way to start the evening this is. We all, we all, we all got to shake Joe's hand. Thank you for the house. Yeah, <laughs> we call that Thursday, brother. <laughs> uh, but bringing in the, uh, bringing in the big gates, brother. You know, how about it's it? About, it's about time, really. We're being, we're being honest, right? <laughs> I'm catching up. I'm catching up. 
Look at this festive spirit. You got the you, we've got a Christmas tree on screen. We do. We've got a smooth interviewer. You know, we're uh, we're we're cooking over here, man. You know, we've got Dynamite to review. We got we got TV deals to talk about. Oh. Unfortunately, <laughs> it really is. I'm busy at that time of the stream. Yeah. I've got going. Oh man, tremendous. Anyway, Charlton Spurs, much love. Um, always supporting us, and it doesn't um, it doesn't go unnoticed, and that goes for all of the regulars, whether you super chatters or not. You know, but of course, if you do super chat, that is extra, extra festive. You know. Right. <laughs> Short time spurs can't thank you enough, brother. Um Karan me Karan me Chandani. Sometimes I try sometimes I attempt to read the second name. Sometimes I don't, you know, but today I'm feeling festive, like I said. Two hundred <laughs> rupees. A reminder that this is why Kenneth Jerome Omega isn't in the sea to to do this. Yeah, that was quite unfortunate. And uh unfortunately. Somebody gonna... please save my goal. Please. <laughs> <laughs> we'll choose them for dollars. Appreciate you as always. It broke my heart to see Kenny in that segment. Looked like he is asking himself, "Why am I in this?" A lot of people are just. A lot of well, people are actually coming across the press. Like, I will say he didn't have to look far for the answer. So we'd have just oh we'd have just switched God. his head a certain direction. He'd probably yeah, just, just, just yeah. turn a little bit to the right. <laughs> oh dear. Around 100 rupees. Appreciate you again. Why would the devil attack Hangman and absolve himself in Joe's eyes? Wouldn't you want Joe to think it's Hangman? This is very, very dumb. Well, no, because a lot of people think that Roderick Strong has something to do with this. And Roddy's been saying this whole time that it's nobody other than Maxwell Jacob Freeman himself. So if it, if it is Roddy, then he would attack Hangman to. You know, it was over. Mm-hmm. Also, maybe it's not Samojo who's being fooled. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Dan Walker, two pounds. Appreciate you very much. Well done, Joe. Enjoyed the interview with Athena. I appreciate it. it was. It was. Uh, we'll get into a little more later, but it was. It was a treat. She made it very easy for me. In fairness, she had great answers and. The best wrestlers can always walk that fine line between like doing a wrestling media interview while talking about how beat, they're going to beat someone up. <laughs> she's she's one of the best at that, you know. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was great. David Weymouth, four ninety nine. Appreciate you. With the success of the C two so far, should AEW do other round robins like the World Tag League for the tag division or World Cupid in the Inter World Cup? World Cup. World Cup. World Cup in the for the international title. Yeah, I think that's meant to say. Mm-hmm. I tried, David. I tried. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Round robins. I think you do want to be a little bit sparing. As much as I enjoy them, yeah. I could see how you could. What I will say is, a knockout tag tournament where yeah, all the top guys are involved. Tournament. You know, and like the top guys have their go-to partner. I think yeah. could be like an incredible block of TV. I'd probably save the round robin for. The classic itself, and the the actual the deal there is though next year we can expand that classic a little bit. I think Charlie, you tweeted about this earlier this week, right? Like let's widen the the uh, the lineup next year. But um, interesting question, nonetheless. I think um, tag team wrestling in AEW used to be like a real focal part point when it started. Yeah. After twenty years of like WWE telling you it just doesn't matter, 
literally and your boss's like mission statement. Yeah, like main and, event and, tag team wrestling. And and it worked, and it worked, and it was drawing mm-hmm. tag. The tag team matches were drawing like crazy and all that. And I think it's like AEW's become um apathetic with tag team wrestling, and in turn, fans have as well. Fans are just like, I'm not watching this thing. Now let's see what else is on. It's just a tag team match. I don't know, like that's gonna have to be rehabbed before we try any type of round robin mm-hmm. tournament with the tag teams. Um, I think it can be rehabbed. I think AW definitely has the tag teams to do it. It just needs to be a conscious effort before they just jump in and be like, oh, here's the C2, but with tag teams, because that could be disastrous if they just do it cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Especially like, from a ratings perspective. Like a bunch yeah, of tag matches that people just like have no investment in. <laughs> just yeah. taking up loads of TV time every week. A couple a couple blame FTRs in the chat. I can't, I can't lie. They're cooking. They're cooking. This is a complicated situation. We have to really consider the evidence. You know, so <laughs> one day we'll do an investigative special and we'll really dive into the matter. I may not Led by that, Big AO. You know, yeah. Completely unbiased. <laughs> the judge during execution. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I do think doing a tournament with like half established teams and half like all star teams could be a way to. Get yes. people more interested in it yeah. and doing yeah. it in knockout sort of style. Yeah, um, it would always pop me back in the day when they do the, the Crockett Cup and like you know Flair would have a partner in that. Whereas like that, the idea of that I think could be could do a lot for the tag division, right? Like seeing yeah. a seeing a Swerve Strickland pick a partner because I want to win this tournament. That could yeah. be pretty cool, I think. So. Yes. Darren Walker, five pounds. Appreciate you as always. I'm going to be going. To Rev Pro this Saturday, the main event is Will Ospreay versus Gabe Kip. Can't wait. But will, though, will the big stars be there, Joe and Charlie? Surely Charlie will be. be, right? Yeah, yeah, I will be. I don't think Joe yeah. is, but Charlie will be missed after the world. What else is on that? Uh, what else is on that card? Because I can't wait for Billy Richard. Um, is the is the uh, British heavyweight champion of the world? Naja Boy Michael Oku wrestling. Is he the? Uh, Yes, he's wrestling. He's wrestling Zach Gibson of Grizzled Young Veterans. <laughs> yeah, no, I know exactly what Joe was giving. <laughs> the card is decent. Uh, Connor oh Mills was Beyond Slater will be good. <laughs> I'm not uh I'm not familiar with Connor Mills, but I'm always up oh, for the you know, You'll recognize him good. from yeah. tweets on my burner account. You'll, you'll oh, know who oh, oh no, oh no. <laughs> you'll, you'll know who it is, it's fine. Uh, oh, um, I'm trapped in for Red Pro this Saturday. Alex Wins is facing Danny Luna, and Danny Luna's a fucking beast, so I hope she wins the belt. Yeah, you put me on to her. Yes. Uh, I enjoy, enjoy her work from what I've seen. That main event is going to be spectacular. Oh, yeah. Red Pro seems to put on like pretty respectable shows, you know. Oh yeah, they're, compared they're to the rest promotion. of the country. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would like you know some of their shows could do of coming in maybe just shy of six hours on occasion, but other than that, I mean, you bring a picnic, you'll be right. No, I'm playing. <laughs> I like Red Pro a lot. I've been to a bunch of shows. I will not be attending this one because that venue. Yeah. I did it for FTR. I ain't doing it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they went with Crystal Palace and not Copper Box. Yeah, it's such exactly. a pain in the ass to get to Crystal Palace as well. Maybe it's just where I live, but it's no. I think everyone agrees view. that particular venue you have to like a whole walk anyway. Yeah, yeah. I won't be there. 
we, we won't get into the intricacies of Christmas. Yes. Just that it'll be a good show. Yeah. Jacob Dunley, five dollars. Appreciate you as always. My only Christmas wish this year is six months of no Jericho on AEW TV. Send him on the nine month cruise that's happening. Six months. Oh, but he's we. It's come to a breaking point, bro. Like he needs a break. I need to ask for breaks. And TK, TK tells him no. Boy. He needs a he needs a break. Mm. Bro. Mm. The crowd just gets louder every week, pushing in Judas as well. Like we're never gonna escape. Anyway, <laughs> Big Hero Quiz, two dollars. Appreciate you. We gotta save Kenny, guys. We gotta save Kenny. Folks, this is the oldest cliche in the book. Kenny's got to save himself. <laughs> yeah, can only do so much here, folks. You know, sometimes you just have to say no to these things. <laughs> He's got to. You know what it is? Oh, we'll get into it when it's, when it's time yeah. to discuss the uh, Golden Jets fiasco. This is something that Jericho has talked about since, like, day one of AEW. We're going to do Golden mm. Jets one day. I mean, like, even out of kayfabe, like, Golden Jets, Golden Jets, Golden Jets. And Kenny's just like, fuck, man. Like, we're, we're almost five years into this thing. It's going to happen eventually. Like, he's, like, he did me a big favor wrestling me in, in, in New Japan. Like, he's... Well, I didn't really do him a favor. Kenny's one of the fucking biggest stars in the world outside of WWE. But you know what I mean. Like Kenny right. feels like he owes him one. And it's just like let's let's finally get this Golden Jets thing out of the way. And it's yeah. it's, it's a shame that this is how it's turning out. <laughs> and you just it's got like, Don Cows looming in the background as well, too, bro. Like, it's all bad. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get to it. And Jean, uh five dollars, appreciate you. I consider my goat as retired until he's free from the Jerry Cole. Vortex. I regret asking for that segment to not be a pre-tape. Hashtag Hulba Maniacs. Good hashtag. There was a loaded super chat there. Look going on. A sit-down with JR probably would have helped that segment of fuck time. The last Kenny sit-down with JR was... That, that, was, that was very interesting. Well, that was also very funny. So. But we, we did get that we did get that beat down at the end, which is hilarious. So we did get that J- JR reaction meme as well, you know. God, that was so bad. That angle was so bad. I remember Yo. that Wembley match being like rumored. And, and the, like in circles like this, the conversation was how are they gonna get to the match? And the answer was just, oh, we'll just do it. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> there was yeah, no real plan. It was shot so weird, bro. <laughs> it, was, it was so bad, yeah. It was shot, like, some, I don't even know, man. Some Eric Andre fucking skit or something, you know. Um, anyway, enough of JR being involved in hilarious segments. He's been involved in a fair few of them throughout his uh, many decades in this business. Mazon 84, appreciate you as always, 199. Riho runs the division. Tony Khan needs to give her Brock. <laughs> well, it's kind of real. Give her Brock money, I suppose. That's what to say. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just ready to just give her Brock. Give her Brock. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's a match I'd love to see. Imagine, imagine Rio taking a Brock belly to belly, bro. Just fucking like, that would actually really roll. Rio trying, to awesome. find, Rio trying to find ways to use Brock Lesnar's momentum against him. Yeah. <laughs> if you get F5 into the fifth row, it'd be fucking oh beast. Yeah, the rotations on that F5. Oh, nuts. 
Oh man. Good stuff. Bruh 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 four nine four ninety nine, appreciate you. A day late on this, but Oberfemi showed out in the ring and on the mic at NXT. I can't lie, I thought Monty was doing a bit, but he's a beast. I don't do bits, bro. Monty absolutely does do bits, but shout out to Oberfemi. <laughs> the future of Nigerian wrestling. Might be the future of wrestling overall. I'm a big fan of his. I tuned into the match. I was disappointed how much he made himself for that fucking goober. But once he got his offense in, oh my God. <laughs> it's got to be said... Someone needs to be building a stadium right now that can actually hold enough people for Trick Williams versus Oberfemi in, in 2028 or whatever it's going to be. Yo, that, that aura uh, between Trick Williams and Oberfemi, bro. Oh, my God. Our TV is just going to break, I think. It's going to explode. Trick is definitely somebody I've come, I, I've come around on to because I was just like, I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. You can't wrestle, and while wrestling's still coming around, his act is just so good, bro. Yeah. Because like when because when people are like, oh, tricks got all the tricks got all the what's it called potential in the world. I was like, you're talking about Carmelo Hayes' dick rider. Like, all right, I don't really see it. But now, I don't know about NXT. I don't watch that bullshit. I just, I just, I just. <laughs> It's an Oberfemi, bro. You know, Oberfemi. Yeah, Ober, you talk about Oberfemi. You talk about Trick Williams. You got it. You got it. You know. You know, Oberfemi, there's always time for Oberfemi conversation, you know? Oh, yeah. I think, we spoke, I think we spoke about him about, for about 30 to 40 minutes yesterday. <laughs> so, you know? Uh, yeah, man, just that NXT tournament. Jesus Christ. Anyway, before we get carried away. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, me and Rob were just getting fired up. Going, oh, it's just big niggas throwing people around. Da, 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 getting fired up. <laughs> people, are, <laughs> people are, oh my God, Montel said the N-word. I'm not wrong. Yeah, I saw that too. Like, you know what? He's fired up. He actually said nigga on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm Jamaican, bro. What's going on? You know? <laughs> Need to post. You don't you know? curse though, Mozzie. Like, that, that's that's what began. You don't usually. You know, like, you you know something really. Soon, the way, there was Mozzie some sort of confusion in the live chat. It was quite concerning, I have to say. Um, but anyway, bro, you have a light pointed right at your face, and you're already yellow. So you do any favors, bro. <laughs> hey man, no skin, brother. You know what can I say? Anyway, um. <laughs> We have a good time talking about Oberfemi, you know. That's what that's the part I'm getting at. Anyway, okay, that's enough super chats for now. Keep them coming, people. Always appreciate them. Uh, please, like I said, like the video, subscribe if you haven't already. And um, let's we always start with the news, so we're gonna do that. And the news has been quite interesting because rumors have now turned into reports as far as the. I don't know, all, all this TV rights, Warner Brothers Discovery, a lot of talk going on there. So um, I guess the start of the reporting started with, I don't know, how far back do we want to go? Dave did his cryptic tweet on Monday or whenever it was, Monday or Tuesday. I think it might have been Tuesday. Uh, but anyway, on Observer Radio today, Dave Meltzer says that WWE are shopping around and Warner Brothers Discovery has obviously been one of them. And at one point, it did seem to be dead. And now it's not dead. And basically, it's a thing with Punk. It's not like people should be saying, oh, my God, this and that with AEW. There's no way of knowing anything more other than they did a meeting and it's not dead. That's all. 
Um, as far as the raw deal, the talk is that they're finalising. The belief is that they're finalising pretty soon. Uh, CM Punk opened up what may have been a shut door. How open that door is and what is going to transpire, nobody knows. Punk is a significant player, and that's one of the reasons he's going to be at the house show in LA this week. I don't think it's actually this week, but it is this month. Mm. Uh, but he's sure that um, basically there's some insinuation that Punk might be meeting and seeing some people in LA who might be quite important. Um, but yeah, there's apparently there's been a meeting. Ibu also kind of a uh, when we tweeted about when we tweeted the quote. Ibu kind of quote tweeted it and was like, basically the whispers are that there was a meeting between Mark Shapiro, Nick Khan, Paul Levesque, and Warner Brothers Discovery, the meeting that Warner Brothers Discovery called. Then literally like five minutes later, like quite literally like five minutes later, PW Insider basically uh, reported as much about Mark Shapiro, Nick Khan, Paul Levesque meeting with WBD. Uh, but they've added quite a few details as well. So um, apparently the meeting lasted several hours. Uh, a weird detail was it was in a conference room Monday morning in a in a yeah in a conference room usually reserved for David Zaslav. Um, I'm not sure how significant that is, Joe Hulbert, but David Zaslav apparently seems to be a big fan of CM Punk. It's like a crime scene. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's uh. We'll, we'll pause there to save me from fucking. Yeah. reading myself in to get myself tongue-tied and stuff, you know, but um, it seems at least that there has been some talks between Warner Brothers Discovery and WWE which of course has threw a lot of people off because they're currently in bed with AEW and it seems like the relationship there is going very well, there's been a lot of brand synergy and stuff for the partners um, they've produced extra content whenever Warner have asked for it, you know, and it seemed, like I said, it seems like a very good relationship. Tony Khan's already always spoke very highly of it. Uh, there's been multiple press releases over the years where they've, you know, just celebrated the numbers that AEW are getting. So like I said, seems like a really good relationship. But then you throw this in this story into it, which of course started off as rumours at the start of the week, the end of last week. And now, like I said, the rumours are becoming reports and it's getting spooky out there, Joe Hall, but... It is because of the timing, right? Because there's a sense that they're deep in this, in this, uh, in the negotiations and, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, it definitely is. My honest read on these things is when there is this much kind of, you know, uh, rumour about a thing like this, I kind of always think that suggests that this it's actually less likely to happen and there's more some posturing going on, to be totally honest, because this thing called... You know, this thing got going real quick, as we all experienced, I think, this week. Um, so I think it's a case of, you know, it helps everyone's negotiation a little bit to look elsewhere, right? It kind of yeah. it kind of suggests there's deals that need to be done. <clears throat> no time to waste. And I, I think that's what's happening here. Obviously, I don't know. No one knows, right? There's a handful of people on this on this planet that know, and what they're telling folks is what they want to tell them right now. So um, it's a huge story, but for now, it is merely just a... A, a kind of a, a saying spooky as you put it well, that's the best way it's like hmm and it's about as far as you can go I think at the minute yeah it's a, the timing it's the timing thing because as uh, Dave has mentioned as he's already been known that it seems like WWE are getting close to finalising their deal so the fact that the meeting meeting with Warner Brothers Discovery representatives this late in the day uh, it's got a few AEW fans panicking hasn't it Charlie it sure does, as the rumour mill always does these days. You can't avoid it. 
Um, I'm not going to pretend that I know absolutely anything about TV deals because this is not my area of forte when it comes to professional <laughs> wrestling. But um, I just think it's a whole lot of rumour mill stuff and people just latch onto an idea and they run with it. Until I see an official press release, I don't really care. Like what's going on with the, <laughs> what's going on with like the TV rights deals? Because at the end of the day, where I watch my wrestling doesn't make a huge difference to me. I'm in the UK anyways; it's all going to yes. be on fight for me. So whoa, 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 whoa! Um, it's uh, it's thriller now or thriller? Oh really, yeah, yeah, know. it's thriller. Five percent of my thriller. My bad. Yeah, um, I saw that on the app update earlier. It confused me the fuck out of me. But anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, it's just if like if Warner are interested in broad, then okay. I guess that would be a difficult situation to navigate with AEW, but if they want more wrestling on their brand, then yeah. sure. I, I don't know. Like... It must be said, that was one part of the... I think Dave had the quote, one of you'll know, about this regime isn't as hell-bent on exclusivity, which was like, <laughs> could you imagine a world in which these two shows are on the same network? Like, that would be... <laughs> Unhinged. Um, oh my yeah, god, the yeah, ratings um, will get ten times worse. Oh, it was yeah. big, disgusting. Uh, Nick Houseman <laughs> kind of touched on it as well. He said, uh, on top of also saying that there was a meeting that took place, um, the meeting was said to go go well. Uh, and Warner relayed their admiration for CM Punk. The vibe that they have been given is that AW is in danger of not being renewed by Warner Brothers Discovery for TNT or TBS. One scenario that was given to us was that WWE Raw would move to TNT or TBS and AEW would be moved to Discovery. I can't see that scenario playing out at all, no. to be honest. But what they will never AW will never accept that after they would leave. I don't yeah, know. But, um, try to get on FX or Amazon, you know. Yeah. My my whole thing with this is uh, this is a genuine question because I, I truly don't remember. Other than, oh, Disney's in the mix, Endeavor's in the mix, Saudi's in the mix. How much was Endeavor talked about with um, buying uh, WWE before it exactly. actually happened? Very little. And in fact, yeah, like, it was like, CW no. with NXT. Yeah, like, no, who, was talk, who was talking about the CW, the NXT to the right. CW before it happened? The, my thing is, a meeting absolutely happened. Um, dirt sheets don't know what the fuck is going on, bro. They don't. Like, they don't know what's going on. Um, my my assumption is David Zaslav really likes CM Punk, like as a, on a human level and as a performer level. I think he gave him this interview to like be like, "Hey, this is this is like this is CM Punk. This is my guy. I'm gonna look out for him." And also WWE, you see what kind of like CM Punk can move mountains for you, like take care of my guy. And also like you know negotiation power is just like. AW, we're willing to we're willing to cash all out, but just know that we also have options on our end. Uh, I wouldn't think too deeply into this. I think I think AEW is going to renew with Warner Brother Discovery. If they don't, somebody else will give them a billion dollars. I promise you that. Um, it's not really a big deal. There's no reason. There's no point in stressing yourselves out over the the fights of millionaires and billionaires, y'all. We're just we're just here to watch professional yeah. wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, um, me, me and you spoke about this, I think, not last night or the night before, um, when it was very much just kind of group chat conversation earlier in the week. And it was like, you know, we're, we're no experts or anything. And like we said, it's kind of like everyone kind of gets kept in the dark, regardless of yeah. rumours, until that big press release drops from 
I don't know, Sports Business Journal or, right. you know, the New York Times. I don't know. You know, one of those big wigs. But, you know, we were talking about it. And when you just look at it as just two fans like we are, it don't make any sense for Warner Brothers Discovery to jump in WWE, really. At because all. Well, you've got AEW wrapped around. All AEW. <laughs> you've got raw. all the shows. You can get you've got all the shows. You can get Tony Khan to pretty much do any sort of special or brand synergy or anything like that you want. You can add, get a if you percentage want to do of the pay-per-views. Yeah, you get a percentage of the pay-per-views. You can do, if you want to do extra content for like TV, like reality TV or documentaries or road twos or stuff like that that they've done in the past, they know they can do that. They'll yeah. happily move around time slots with you even when it fucks them. <laughs> We've seen them do that in the past. So uh, they've got a really, they're in a really strong position with AEW. I don't know why you'd throw all that out for Monday to pay, Night Raw. To pay more for just Raw, yeah. you know, if you was getting all of WWE, and then it's just like, like come on, like you know, you got you got to do business with. Yeah, I just, I, don't, I think from that point of view, it doesn't. You've got, you've got it so nice with Tony. He'll bend over backwards for you. Like we've seen it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So aren't we like really? renegotiating for like the NBA stuff as well. Like I saw yes, people tweeting about that. That's another thing. Zaslav is an idiot. He tried he was he was running through the media playing hardball with the National Basketball Association, which literally is the only thing propping TNT up right now. It used to be basketball and AW, but now it's just what everything's on TBS, right? Except for Rampage. I think collision is but even still, think, your point stands. Yeah, right? but it was, it's yeah. Like, yeah. All, all they really have going for them on TNT is the NBA and inside the NBA with Charles Barkley yeah. and them. And, and Zavos, we don't need those bombs. Like, you can speak it harshly about them to the media as if, like, like Charles played Harpoch and then a couple months later, he's just like, oh, yeah, the NBA belongs on TNT, blah, 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 blah. blah. Like, he's just, yeah, he's just a dumbass, bro. He's, he's playing games. I don't care. Yeah. I don't. I don't see this happening. I don't. I don't see them dumping AW for raw. But if it happens, AW will be fine. There's yeah. no don't 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 wet yeah, your nappy as as much as people would say. FX, but, uh, Amazon, Netflix. Yeah, well, me, me and Charlie. Well, as Charlie said earlier, you know, we don't. We, me, three of the people on screen right now are from the UK, and this does not affect at all because it's probably just going to remain on Fight Triller TV and. Right. You know, uh, same with WWE, it's going to stay on BT, which is now hilariously yeah. TNT Sports. Um, yes. But, you know, it's a, it's a conversation, you know. Um, it's, it's interesting. Like, look, we have to, I mean, if, this, if, it, if that particular rumor came to fruition, it would be a crazy story. We're right. all very aware of that. We're just saying we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> There's no point, you know, talking up and yeah. down until then, right? Basically, is it? Yeah, yeah. Interesting stuff going on. Interesting stuff going on. Um, yeah, you'll probably, like I said, keep an eye out for a much, much bigger website than WrestlePurist or any of the other wrestling oh. dirt sheet websites to put out the uh, the exclusive of where WWE Raw is going. Remember when they, remember when they all tried to break that Saudi deal, bro? Except for Fight on the Observer. Everything it's done. Saudi's bought the WWE. It's over. It gets quite. You get, bro. You get, you get. It does get quite. Uh, I don't. Know, I don't know the word I'm looking for. You know, it gets embarrassing. 
<laughs> yeah, it's embarrassing. It does. Because there are, let's be honest, there are a lot of folks who are like not actual scoopsters and are pretend scoopsters. And when they see people that are actually connected tweeting about these things, they just get in and pretend they know too. It happens all the like, time. Strapping mm. guys. Yeah, it's the, it's the same. Emoji, eye emoji, eye emoji. Yeah. Evil, evil did a, evil did a completely like, ironic, heavy-handed in irony, like eye emoji. Oh my god, it's happening, guys! Tweet. And yeah. it, it set the industry in a, in a frenzy. In, in the DMs, like they were, it was crazy. They were so hard. They were like, oh my god, what's happening? What is back up, Bang Bang? No, you people should be embarrassing yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> hey, last thing on this, just read yep. the speculation. For our football fans, soccer football, I'm talking about, you may be familiar with what happened in the summer with Lukaku. <laughs> um, he seemed like he, he was already at loan at a team called Inter Milan and they mm-hmm. were basically getting ready to sign him. But whilst they were preparing to make the offer to finalise the deal, he decided to take conversations with their rivals, Juventus, which in turn caused Inter Milan to be like, we don't want to work with this guy. We're not signing him now. And he was kind of left in limbo for a few weeks. Luckily, he did get picked up by another team in the end. But do you think something like this could happen? Where, you know, Tony Khan feels snaked, you know, that Warner Brothers Discovery are even negotiating with WWE at this point, and it may affect negotiations in that kind of way. Because it, it has been said that AEW are aware that this meeting occurred. So it's not like they've gone behind their back, but I'm sure they're not yeah. happy about it. Tony can be very reactive. I mean, they might have gone yeah. behind their back because he yeah. found out about it. So, you know, who knows how AEW found out. But one, I will say, we need Lukaku back in Chelsea. Um, I speak for all of us up here <laughs> when I say this, my child especially. Um, I can see Tony definitely... Um, Thinking that, like, fuck these guys, I'm just gonna leave. But if, if the most I'm business sense with means, like, <laughs> of all, if, if, if the best business says stay with Warner, I think he's gonna stay there. It's just gonna be like, oh, these guys are fucking snakes, but hey, there's snakes that pay me yeah. a lot of money. But, um, yeah, yeah. I agree. The, the idea definitely flashed his head. Yeah, Tony can be reactive, but I think he knows. When it gets to, when you talk about these network negotiations, it's all business and it just is what it is. You have to just kind of roll with those punches. I think he's very yeah. aware of that, to be honest. Well, whatever means that Lukaku's not coming back to Chelsea, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh... Mohammed, brother, I see Lukaku in Man United. I almost. The only reason why I brought up that point was to bury Lukaku, you know? <laughs> what a fat shit, anyway. We'll choose them two dollars. Obama feminism. Oh my god! <laughs> what? <laughs> Obama oh feminism versus Kenny would be godly. Why would, would Kenny fight against such a cause? That's insane. Obama. <laughs> <laughs> I must have missed a couple podcasts over the line. I don't know what's going yeah, on. He's, he's, he's been hanging out with Jericho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that was a love. I didn't even realise it. Okay. <laughs> Corey David, two dollars. Appreciate. It. I need that over Fermi versus Keanu Carver match will tag. Hey man, the I need that tag. I need the tag more than I need the match. Oh dear. 
push for dollars appreciate it if nick khan gets this deal um that tony khan video of him trying to big bro nick khan over new japan looks so bad regardless aw will be fine i mean nick khan's the mafia bro this isn't just wrestling you know it did, that video <laughs> did kind of roll that <laughs> it was awesome <laughs> Yeah, Shivani listen. was selling for it like he was a heel or a oh TV. <laughs> yeah. Those birds appreciate you as always very much. So, yeah. uh, $5. Um, it could be that WWE signed an eight year deal with Warner Brothers Discovery and turned to total garbage in one year, like every Chelsea signing over the last eight years. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it so these Ameri- yeah. <laughs> this is how these Americans do business, you know. It's yeah, it's tough. Ooh. It's tough. I'm still, uh, I'm still adjusting to Obama feminism. But... <laughs> Hold on, why is this super chat not coming off the screen? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's not. There it is. Have there we go. It wasn't disappearing. We do love short time spells tonight, though. You know. Um, mm-hmm. All right, let's. Let's just talk about... Let's get into this AEW Dynamite. We spoke about the Warner Brothers Discovery stuff because I guess that has been the big story over the past 24 hours, yeah. you know? So, we did, uh, we did what we have to. I compared it to Lukaku, to be spiteful. Um, <laughs> this is the real analysis that wrestling fans need. Anyway, <laughs> AEW Dynamite, let's review it. Uh, the show starts off with Samoa Joe, which is always a great way to start a Wednesday night wrestling show. Yeah. Uh, he starts by basically... He kind of he, he basically insinuates that Hangman Adam Page is the devil, much like MJF did last week. Hangman comes out and basically says, like, yo, if you're gonna accuse me, accuse me to my face, you know. And Samojo is saying, I'm not here to be an accuser, I might be here just to be the executioner. Things start getting heated up. Then you hear Roddy starts calling out Samojo's name as he does, and you know, and uh Samo- no, Roddy Strong starts saying what he's always been saying that MJF is probably the person that done it, and um Ruddy then calls out Hang no Ruddy calls Hangman his young boy at one point, which partner and uh them two start getting in each other's faces and stuff and that leads into the first match. But you know, some other Joey's some other Joey's getting suspicious, Joe. Do you think he's playing a game? I think he's playing a game, but I have to say there are uh, there are many face offs in wrestling these days that people get very excited about and I often feel like like I'm left out, you know. It would be like there would be like a random face off on Rampage, but like finally, and I'm like, oh, am I supposed to be excited? Let me tell you something. <laughs> Bearded Hangman Adam Page standing opposite, towel wearing Samoa Joe. Oh my <laughs> this, god! I was like, oh, this is this this is so I need to see. This, then you get to this thing ASAP. Hangman's energy the last couple of weeks has been tremendous. Joe is always nice. great on the microphone. Um, man. I, that was the big takeaway for me here. Was like, that's one of those matchups that I didn't know I needed until I, I was staring at, it and I was like, "Whoa, that's that's big time." Um, we kind of had it last week. I'm aware with the when Joe interrupted them, but this just felt different because they had a chance to have a real promo off. So I I really like the segment. The one thing Roddy does that I do find to be somewhat funny is when he yells Samoa like it's his first name, like, like that's what people call him. I do think that's quite funny, legitimately. Um, <laughs> I like the opening segment. I, I'm never a big fan of, and we'll kind of get into this. I, I like the match to follow, but I'm never a big fan of segments bleeding into matches. I just think it makes it hard for the crowd to sink their teeth into a match from the bell. You have to kind yeah. of 
climb out of that hole almost. But um, the opening segment itself, I thought, was really quite good. Yeah, you mentioned Hangman's energy, and uh, he's been a he's been a, he's been at a nice place the past couple of weeks, hasn't he, Charlie? He has. He didn't fall off a cliff after the Swerve feud, and I've never been happier about seeing someone on TV again. Because he's had a weird 2023, he has. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's been so up and down, but it looks he's like been he's been resurrected twice. He has. Um, <laughs> and I'm glad that he's back in actual storylines and doing world title stuff or like world title adjacent mm-hmm. stuff, because that's where he should be, because he's Hangman Adam Page. But um, I do need this uh, Samoa Joe match. I don't know when or why or how. Well, we know the why, but when? Yeah. Now, please, immediately. Next week yes. would be great. But, um, yeah. but yeah, no, I really enjoyed this segment. Roddy is such character. I'm glad the wheelchair's gone. If the yelling could go next, I would really appreciate it. But baby yeah, steps. I don't think that's going anywhere. I don't think it's going anywhere. It's very typical of Joe Hall, but to find the one funny thing that Roddy Strong does is a small mm. Joe thing. You know, it's well, very typical. To be fair, <laughs> whatever we think of the comedy, the people in the buildings do like it. I know. It drives me nuts. They were doing the next strong. Like, there was one chant last night when he was yelling at Hangman. The crowd started trying, he's not Adam. I think they can at one point. <laughs> yes, which is funny because yeah. his name is literally Adam. Yeah, but... yeah. whatever. Yeah. And some you lose some. Hey, yo. you, you... Now, now that Roddy's wrestling, I like the comedy. I don't mind it anymore. I don't think it's the funniest thing ever, but I like it. Right. If, if he's going to wrestle, I don't mind it. It pops me. It's cool. Um, I hated it when that was all that he was doing, but now we're fine. Um, Samoa Joe. I know he's had like really like some real high spots in his running AEW and ROH, but like him being back in like the world title picture and being like one of the most important people on the show just reminds me how much I love Samoa Joe, bro. And he's killing me. Even at his, I don't know how old, how old is he? Like forty five, bro. He's he's fucking yeah, killing me. Um, Adam Page comes out, reception's huge. He's looking like a star, acting like a star, talking like a star, not doing sad boy stuff. Um, talking like an ass kicker. That feud eventually is going to be amazing. I think it's probably going to be a title match. When I think Joe takes the title off MJF. And then Hangman is going to be one of his first opponents. That would make a lot of sense. Um, I'm, I was really fired up watching this, bro. I really like this opening segment. Like Joe said, um, anytime I don't get to hear End of Heartache and Roddy comes out, I'm disappointed. Uh, I would like them to have like proper entrances to get into the match so the crowd's like fired up. And all of that, yeah, but, break it up a bit better. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I really, I really did like the segment. I really did like the segment. The one thing that, like, that we all have our issues with the Devil Angle, and we'll get to some of them at the end of the show. But the one thing it allows when you do this, like, kind of intertwining of characters, is it at least gives the show like a sense of these are the main characters of the show, right? And yeah. it's like we need to find a different route to that. To be clear, <laughs> obviously, but like, <laughs> it's been an issue with AW this shouldn't be the first time we're seeing Hangman and Joe interact. You know, like, they they, they yeah. struggle with that. Guys live in their yeah. own little world too often. I think they yeah. have got better at that the last few months. The Continental Classic's helping a lot too. Um, I think there are a handful of your top guys we should be able to expect to see most weeks. I think that's, that's like, that's pivotal to any successful wrestling show. Right. I think you're seeing it with, like you just mentioned it, with Joe. He just feels different because he is one of the main characters, right? He's, it changes things, I think. So it's a positive there for sure. 
that's that's one of the things that WWE is doing really good. At least I'm like, yes. Because, yeah. like, you know, you tune in to Raw, you know you're going to see Cody Rhodes. You know you're going to see, I don't know who else is that Raw. But you know you're going to see those guys, Sami Zayn, um, Jay Uso. Like, they made those guys the main characters of Raw. And I think doing that with people like Mox, Swerve, Hangman, Joe yep. is really going to help AEW. Because just, like, I want to tune in and see what they got going on because I don't want to miss a week of what Hangman's doing or what Joe's doing, what Mox is doing, what Swerve's doing. And it showed in the ratings as well, too. Max wasn't there. There was no world champion. Number one on on cable last night. Beat the NBA. We're, we're, we're back, bro. It's big business. Yeah, man. Uh, there's definitely something to that 1,000%. Uh, but, yeah, like, like we've already mentioned, this first segment bleeds into the opening match, which, of course, is Hangman Adam Page defeating Roderick Strong. And um, so the, the crowd, uh, as Joe said, it kind of the one. He's, he's, he's kind of weird on it, you know. Um, they did come out with some weird chants, funny chants, like you said earlier, you're not Adam. Um, <laughs> all kinds of stuff, interesting. But yeah, this this didn't quite deliver to my very, very high expectations, which is kind of just my expectations because the match itself was actually pretty decent. You know, it was a yeah. nice little opener. But when it's Ruddy Strong, and hanging out on page, you know what I mean? My, my eyes light up. I did think this kind of lacked some of the typical Roderick Strong pacing, you know, of his matches, which is just like crazy at times. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, nonetheless, this is still a good match. It's just that I had such high expectations because I think both guys are so good, you know. Um, but what you reckon? I liked it a lot more on rewatch. What I would say is. I think we hadn't seen Roddy have a real match of significance for so long that we were kind of we wanted to see the whole the whole picture, right? And it's almost like when when Garcia a couple of weeks ago worked with Max, and we all got ourselves really worked up because finally Danny's going to get something to do again, and then the match happened. It's like yeah. generally speaking, what we actually want is for these guys to be wrestling on TV regularly. I think you've seen with Garcia how that's benefited him, right? And mm-hmm. I think it's the same with Roddy. Um, a good wrestling match, as you'd expect. Always great physicality with these guys. They both bring it in that regard. Probably, you know, a third of the match they're capable of having. Very much felt like a TV cut. But still a good match nonetheless. So I, I'd like to see them get a chance to... This is where, to me, Rampage... What I would like to see with Rampage sometimes. I would love to see you take a match out of this and then say, we're going to give them more time on Rampage. Where we can let Hangman sell a little more and be a little more vulnerable because there's less people watching. And you give them 20 minutes on Rampage. You know, and for the hardcore fans like us, it's like, that's a treat, but it doesn't affect your overall presentation. Also, one small thing, actually a big thing, to be honest, the, the finish, mm. got to tighten up that finish. <laughs> Whenever hang up, like, that thing, <laughs> the quality of that thing swings wildly. And I'm sure it's hard when a guy's shorter like Roddy, but, like, that thing looked insane last night. It has to be said. Yeah. So. But a good match, nonetheless. Yeah, solid opener, rail. I really enjoyed it. A lot more than uh, Drone Boss over here. But yeah, when you when you think about Roger Strong versus Hangman Page, the ceiling is obviously a five-star match. Um, we very much did get a TV match last night, but I still had a lot of fun. Love, like, just just seeing, seeing Roger Strong and Hangman Page, the match that people care about, important shit, just, just, just does something to me, man. Maybe, maybe I was delusional about the quality a little bit, or maybe Moss is just a British cry baby. But I had a lot of fun. It's a great match. Two of my favorite wrestlers. They did their thing, man. They did their thing. I think they, they accomplished what, they, what needed to be accomplished. But okay, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and nice opener. Nice first wrestling match on the show, Charlie. Yes, I enjoyed it. I don't really have too much to add because you guys have kind of nailed it. But yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a great way to open the show. I do like when the first match of the show is a good match. It kind of sets the pace for the rest of the show. Um, I would like them to run it back at some point because I do like there is definitely more they can do with it. But like Joe said, just let it main event a rampage and let them go crazy and it'll be a good time. Very, very, very likely. Um... It's also probably worth pointing out as well that Hangman seemed to get pretty triggered by a fan holding a swerve is the goat oh, sign. Yes. Um, oh, yes. He's showing like, slow, yeah, slowly showing a different bit of side to him, you know. So we'll see. We'll see where so that back. leads. I don't know if y'all, y'all probably don't remember this because evil tweets all the time, but he tweeted like a month or two ago. It was just like little things like this that used to happen in AW all the time, like they don't happen anymore. So like there's no point to look out for them because it's just like there's just no I don't know I'm not sure what the word I'm looking for is, but like maybe consistencies in the storytelling yeah. or whatever, but Shore's letting us know it's like no bro, like it's still fuck that. I mean hanging with this and going, it's still no fuck that guy I swear. Like I'm gonna go back to him. Like it's just it's not just shit happening on TV just to happen like it was in the past, like fucking Angelo and Ruby Soho's love triangle or whatever the fuck they have going on. We're just happy, I'm just happy to see something like that happen again. Right. Whether he's babyface here or somewhere in between, the character Hangman Adam Page should resent the idea that anyone sees Swerve as the hero of that story. He broke into his house, you know? Yeah. He, he should absolutely resent that. And that's, that's a small thing that, as you said, used to be it used to be a feature, and it's like it helps a lot. It, gets, it ties everything together nicely. So, I mean, I think we all know they're not done with each other by any means, so. Oh, exciting. Very if exciting. they use the like the crowd's love of Swerve as like the tipping point for Hangman, they could yeah. get some really special TV out of that. Yeah. Like him just like going out there in like doing a segment and then something just in the, in the crowd triggering him about, oh, we're so yeah. back. I'm so excited and for this Hangman run. You could do that with a, with a lot of nuance too. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be, you know, the typical you people did this, you people did that. It could literally be as simple as like, he would be right to feel that way, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, why are you cheering this guy out? Like, but yeah, it's a lot, there's a lot of meat on the bone there for sure. And next up on Dynamite, we are we had a we had a Blue League match on Dynamite. The Brody King versus Andrade. Andrade got the win here, and I thought this was a very, very good TV match. Um, Andrade again. Oh. Brody again. Brody's been Brody's had a good run in this, and so has Andrade so far. So um, it doesn't surprise me that they had a good match here, Charlie. Yeah, I didn't know if they would have like the bright sort of chemistry. I, I like I was a, I wasn't worried about the match because that's the wrong way to say it. But I was a bit like, is this going to hit the way that it needs to? But I thought it was great. Like I really mm-hmm. enjoyed the match, and that fucking spinning back elbow that uh, Andrade hit. On Brody was nuts. He caught him like right in the jaw. The replay was insane. I really like the finish of it as well because of like I don't know whether Andrade's meant to be a heel or a face, and this kind of clarified it for me. Like, yeah, he's a bit of a dick. Like, <laughs> yeah. makes sense. Um, but yeah, I think Brody's been quite underrated in his matches in this tournament. To be honest, he's had a great performance. Yeah, I think he's been very good. Uh, Andrade is just. 
Ever since ever since the start of Collision, I've very, very much enjoyed pretty much all of Andrade's work. Um, I thought last night was a good example, Joe. I'm deeply in love. I'm deeply in love. <laughs> He's just a treat to watch. It's great. It's great to watch him wrestle. And I, I, I mentioned this last night on Twitter. Like I, I don't even view him. There was a time where I thought his work was like pristine. He's still great, but that's not even the, what pops me about him anymore. Because now he's bigger and he's a little bit clumsier. And, but he's just, he just brings it, you know, the, the physicality. He has a cool factor, it's even, especially because CJ can't be ringside for these matches, therefore not draining him of that cool factor. Um, I love watching him try to wrestle. This was my favorite match tonight. I don't know if that's a crazy take. It might be. Is what it is. I've already conceded that I was in love. So, um, yeah. Great. They were whacking each other. You some of those chops? Yeah. Yeah. Good lord, I'm a simple fella. You give me some knife edge chops, I'm, I'm already at three and three quarters. You know, I mean, we're <laughs> how far can we fall? So, uh, yeah, I've always really, really good, and I agree with the Brody praise. I mean, obviously, I'm having fun with the Andrade thing here, but Brody has impressed me as a singles. I wasn't, I like Brody a lot in tags and trios. <clears throat> I wasn't convinced as a singles before this. He's been very impressive, I think. So, um, yeah, I hope both guys killed it. It was my match of the night, yeah, man. Uh... Brody King, what are you, what have you thought of Brody King in the Continental Classic so far? Or? Um, I think everybody who's been a part of the Continental Classic, except for probably the two Js, have done a good job of raising their stock in AEW. I mean, Mox is Mox. There's not much higher he can go. Um, but you know, everybody's being reminded of Cla- like Claudio's greatness. Eddie's Eddie. You know, Danielson. People are calling him Wrestler of the Year now after missing like nine months out of the year. <laughs> Because the Continental Classic, like, um, Swerve is like obviously the the match, um, the match with Hangman, the fucking Texas Death Match has a huge part to do with it. But his continued work in the Continental Classic has made him literally one of the biggest stars in the company. Um, I think I don't know if, if Brody's like elevating himself to to any of those levels, but he's definitely like people are saying like, yo, get get him away from the House of Black. Let him just be a big violent. Motherfucker who just wags people, and I think that's a that's definitely a testament to his work. Um, the match started out a little slow. I was kind of scared. Um, Andrade ran in there, grabbed the hold, held on to it for a little bit. Brody made his way out of it. I was like, yeah, let's, let's go. Brody's gonna do some chops. Andrade's gonna do some chops. Andrade's gonna do a flip. Andrade grabbed another hold, brother. I got scared. <laughs> another hold, but it definitely the action definitely picked up. Um. I, I liked the match. I enjoyed it. Um, not the extent of Holbert or probably Monty, but it was definitely another. It was definitely another really good continental classic match. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. But yeah, blue blue league on Wednesdays. You know, be interesting to see how much they mix it up like that. With like maybe we get some gold league on collision. You know. Um, well, let's not carried away. <laughs> <laughs> this was the one night a year where the brands. Come on, you, you, know. you know, Saturday Night Lethal? Oh, you can have it. <laughs> That's the nastiest thing you've ever said on one of these shows. <laughs> when he grabbed that headlock, I, I stood up and said, Colliders Unite! <laughs> we're, back. we're back in the big time. <laughs> Representation in the big leagues. Yeah. <laughs> The big leagues. Anyway, uh, speaking of the big leagues, the Von Eriks were on, street, on screen. Kevin Von Erich 
and the boys, Ross and Marshall Van Eri, you know. Um, yeah, they, they just asked how, how what, what, what did they even get asked on? And the all I remember is Kevin Van Eri being very happy to be there on the brink. I don't know, something about Texas. I don't know. Renee said, and I totally understand why she said it. So I'm not, I don't mean this is a knock, but God, it was. She said, I'm here with some of the Von Eriks, which is an insane just collection of words for a range of reasons. Yeah. And I'm Kevin super- immediately, he immediately just went into like, I'm going to cry voice. And I was, I couldn't believe that. It was incredible. I mean, this was really, this delivered in a major way. And it was about 15 seconds long, which tells you about how much I was excited to see Kevin. Yeah, it's quite the ride. I, I took it as because there are other working Von Eriks. Of course, like yeah. yeah. She meant it in the best way. Yeah. yeah, to be clear, she meant it in the best way. It just, the way she said it just sounded crazy. You know, so, Kevin so like, I, didn't, Kevin. I didn't get why people were like, people, because like, I think Rob was like, oh, I'm streaming something out. I didn't get it because I was just like, no, Rob, they're like, there are other working Von Eriks right now. It's not just, it's not just uh, mm. these two and Kevin. And now look at the private chat. <laughs> I know the private chat, though, the Twitch chat. And they're like, did she just, uh, she just referenced what I thought they referenced? I, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> no, it was, but Kevin did, he had like three lines, and one of them was like, I love AEW. <laughs> 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 like, he did this thing with his fist, and he said something about like the style, and then he got cut off by Dan House, and I was like, fuck, how oh. did he manage to make That's that work my while, you know? It's, oh, it was all insane. Yeah. It was so yeah. funny. And like Orange kind of like messed up his line and he had one of them. It was fucking and I mean this sincerely. This is this is genuinely the stuff that pops me about AEW. Booking the Von Erics to work a rampage trios and doing all of this shit in like a 20-second pre-tape. This used to happen a lot in like the, the glory days we always talk about. There would be a lot of insane shit like this that would happen. Yeah. Bring it back. It doesn't have to be pristine. I don't want it to be yeah. perfect in every segment. Give me some dumb shit sometimes, you know? Here's Dan House and Kevin Von Erich, you know? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's wrestling. Kevin Von Erich. Yeah, he was very happy to be there. And, yeah. uh, Orange Cassidy was looking for some partners. He asked Ross and Marshall if they want to tag with him. and uh, <laughs> They're going to they're gonna be doing it, you know? They're going to be doing it. They're going to be doing a trio's match on Rampage. Who did they uh, even face? They're wrestling. Um, I looked. I looked it up and I forgot already. Um, it's, it's Daddy Magic, uh, Cool Hand, and uh, Hager. So, oh yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, Saint folks, the uh, timing. The timing when some of those fellas share the ring could be enough to break your TV, as we mentioned earlier. So, I might have to watch out of morbid curiosity. Yeah, but you may have to. But put, you know, if you're not high on the Von Erich's ring work, and uh. Jake Hager and uh, people of that sort. You, what you do have to look forward to is more Danhausen and Jake Hager purple hat bits. So hmm. keep an eye out for that. Here's the thing with that: if Kevin is at ringside and we get to watch him react to those bits, it might be worth it. You know, Hager selling for a purple hat while Kevin just kind of looks at the ring, <laughs> wonders what happened to the game he loved. I think he's seen like half of Rampage once. (laughs) No, it's just the one they were recording. Yeah. Be careful. 
Alexia just said Joe in the chat. I forgot that she was at the show last night. Oh. I will say that I heard the post-match is wonderful. So, sincerely, I'm glad they gave them that moment. Yeah. uh, I'm down, mate. Von Eriks. Give him a contract. Fuck it. There's always room on honor club. They run 19 yeah. matches some weeks. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It'll be okay. Um, a couple super chats before we move on. Yazora Heart, $5. Appreciate it. Yeah. I'm glad to see 2023 Joe because I thought Bro was washed and I've lamented Same. Joe's skill versus his presentation since. I was looking like yeah, shit yeah. out there last year, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting on them worldwides and Yuzora Hart was like, This dude is fucked up. <laughs> get him, get him off. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, it is it's super cool. This is one of these best runs, honestly. I was I mentioned it recently. This is his best in ring year in like 15 years, which is Literally. insane, but he's like actually true. So yeah, absolutely. I, I wonder how washed Joe actually was in ring, because like all four of us up here get really kind of delusional. About people that we love, so I'm, it's interesting. To, I'll go back and watch like Strip drove all his aura. Like, how bad was the work? Really, pretty fucking bad. I don't, I don't know, man. It's always been a base to me. <laughs> <laughs> the aura does a lot, right? I mean, it does. It does. It does. I remember when um, was it his was his debut match against was it Max Caster? Yeah. <laughs> and he does all the little dance in the corner. He was uncomfortably red for a while there. It was, uh, I mean, the biggest thing with Joe genuinely is that he's obviously limited compared to what he used to be able to do, but he actually tries and takes a lot of pride in what he does in AEW, which yeah. that is important because let's be honest, there are a lot of guys who are there that have made their money who aren't that way, right? And they're just kind of like, whatever. Joe has always tried his best to make the most of whatever they've given him. And as they've given him more as a character, he's done better because he's obviously about promo now. He's an older guy. So mm. it's been, it's been cool to watch by the end of his WWE run. It, like, I mean, he's my favorite wrestler ever and I thought it was done. You know, it was over. So it's been awesome. Uh, bro, 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 not, no, and we all want Joe to win the bout, right? It's time. Yeah, man. Yes. I'm ready for it. He's the perfect guy for a short reign. He's perfect for that. You know, mm. Absolutely. Um, I'd have him kill Max too, squash him, but I don't have the pen. Of course you would. Ten minute main event. Wrap it up. Let's go over. No, no, come on. Come on. <laughs> I don't want it to be a ten minute main event. The first match Eight was good. Be the traffic. It was. I, I enjoyed that match a lot. Yeah. Oh, I really like the match. No, no, I know MJF has got a few knocks, but, you know, he's, I think he'll... He'll grit his teeth, yeah. and I think you'll you'll want to have like a big, you know, like an expansive match, um, especially if he's dropping the belt. Okay, next up on Dynamo, though. Kenny Jericho, Ricky starts, Big Bill, uh, big promo segment here. Kenny Omega comes out first. Jericho comes out next. The crowd sings Judas, etc., etc., and um. They'll cut the basically they cut to the chase, cut to brass tack, you know. And they uh they call out Big Bill and Ricky Starks. And what proceeds to follow this is just two tag teams trading bazingas. Um, 
yeah, range from Enzo references to uh, Kenny Kenny calling Big Bill soft. Um, what else did we get? What other terrible line? A lot of these, a lot of these like bazingas and insults that they were thrown back and forth. About eighty percent of them didn't land with the crowd. It was quite. Um, <laughs> it feels very Jericho, doesn't it, Joe Hopper? <laughs> Yeah, this sucked. Um, <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Huh? Did it pop for Big Billy Starks? Oh, the way he delivered it to us, bro. But um, at least he gave the announcer a chance to plug the match, I guess. But uh, look, it's just one segment. Like, bits aside, because we're about to get pretty colorful about why this was bad. It is just one segment. But God almighty, was it bad. It was so... This was that brutal. Um, this is not new in terms of Jericho, right? And like he's sometimes he'll do this rendition and it's bad. Him and Ricky um traditionally have these incredibly awkward promo segments where it feels like Ricky resents the fact he has to do a segment with Jericho. Just call cool now I see that's the way it always comes across and always every time it feels that way. And Ke- poor Kenny looked like he looked like he hadn't slept in mom. Bless his heart. He was still, I've never seen a man so drained of energy. You know, look, whatever we think of um of this direction, it's like Kenny has got to, he's got to have more juice than this. He's got to. I know it sucks. I know it's bad. I get it. But my god, he forgot their name. He was he was he looked so distraught he had to do an in-ring segment. With with this with this business, and I just like I get it completely, but at the same time, if you're not having fun doing it, I'm never gonna have fun watching it. And uh, this was bad in every which way. The only guy who came out of this with with innocent hands was was Big Bill. Who I think didn't say anything. He said like one thing maybe. So shout out to Big Bill. But otherwise, this was unfortunate. Um, shout out to very Big Bill bad not talking. During yeah, this. hey, sometimes <laughs> that's the best thing you can do. <laughs> Yeah, Big Bro was the only one who didn't um, hurt themselves coming out of this segment. Right. It was, it was really, really bad. I think everyone agrees on that. But, yeah, that's that's where I'm at on it, I guess. Happened to the game, my love. Yeah. Tag team wrestling and AEW, man. What are we yeah. doing? <laughs> this is for the belts. Yeah, this is for the belts. They made about 15 mistakes in a 10-minute segment with all of their lines. This is for the belts. The pay-per-view's in, like, two and a half, three weeks. And... The and craziest thing care. is, the idea is this feud is supposed to help the Bells, right? Because it's like two top guys teaming up. Ricky and Bill will get a lot of TV time. If you execute segments like this, it will not help any Bells. <laughs> so, yeah. Must be Bro, people in trios Bells right now, and they claim to have been off TV for a month. Like, right. Well, the, 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 the acclaim were always planning to be off TV. Um, they're supposed to be really selling this beatdown, but I'm, I'm I think AW is not doing a great job of like reminding you that there's stuff exactly. on beatdown. Yeah. Like they've kind of just disappeared. But like even before the episode aired, I was told, yo, the acclaim is gonna get beat down, they get Max gonna get put through glass and they're they're leaving, but they're gonna be off TV selling it. And um I like they kind of let the fans forget about that, which is not great, bro. This is not great, but um and if you're gonna do that, maybe don't let them keep the belts. But it is what it is. Um, yeah, this was really this was really hard to watch. I genuinely think Chris Jericho has a case for one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Um, if you ask me, Kenny Omega is the greatest wrestler of all time, and I'm a big fan of Big Bill, and I'm sure there was other people involved in the segment. But um, that was really really bad, bro. 
That was <laughs> that that shit. That was dope shit. Um, Kenny doesn't want to be there. Um, someone in the chat reminded us that Kenny's cat, who's really attached to, is like really sick right now. Maybe that has something to do with it. I like I said earlier, I don't think Kenny really ever wanted to do this whole Golden Jets thing, but he was just like, "Oh, it's Jericho. It's my guy. I'll do it." He really wants to do this. Let's let's do it. Chris Jericho just doesn't know how to be a baby face in 2023, bro. It's it's consistently an issue, bro, with, with his baby oh. face run. Let's keep him healed. And uh okay, let's, yeah. let's keep him all pull pull back the reins on uh, uh how much how much creative control he's got. Kenny oh my I get just kind of walking out there like a zombie. Like, come shorts, on, bro. Shorts and t-shirts. Why anywhere? Why you, got doing, you got people doing cat theories. It's, it's the, the thing really is... The he showed was when he was dancing to Judas, and that wasn't... It was just... Like, what are we doing? Uh, it's like, brutal. I'm just... Pet, oh, what's man. concerning is, to me, if you said, like, what could Jericho do to kind of... You know, to if he's not going to be off TV, what could he do? I think there is something to be said for him having a tag run, not with Kenny Omega, to be clear. Yeah. But you know, like doing something where he's sharing the ball a little bit, he's in the background, but he's still on TV. I thought that was an intriguing idea when he was. Remember when they were teasing it with Sammy when they wrestled the yeah. Open? And I thought that could be a way to just let him be outside of the, the bigger kind of scene. And if it's just, I don't know what you do with Chris, and I think, you know, AO's. Point, I think he's absolutely on the money, and I think we all we have our fun with Jericho, but he has been hugely influential and important for AEW, right? And he's had some great moments, but genuinely, I do not know what you actually do with him at this point. I don't know what the play is because I agree he's a better heel, but like, do we really want to do another one of those runs? You're like, how do you handle him at this point? I have no idea. So. I think. I wouldn't be mad if 2023 was the last year of Jericho's full time. And I think going past 2024 into 2025 would be like... That would be insane. That would be insane. MRTV every week going past 2024 would be insane. We all agree on that, but do we think his deal looks in a way that reflects that? Like, Because I think his deal is like he's going to be a full-time wrestler for a while still. So... How do you? Because I think I genuinely do think at this stage in the game, I think the best way to use him would be as like an attraction. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's tough. It's difficult, man. Yeah. Um, It's brutal. It's so brutal. Uh, We we do have to be fair. Yes, please. We do, and we mentioned earlier. He is wanted on the TV show because they believe he helps the TV ratings. Right? This yeah. is not like a case of please go home, Chris. No, let me stay. Like that's not. What's yeah, happening. No, 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 no. Yeah, he's yeah. He's, he's requested breaks in the past, and and Tony Khan's yeah. like, no, no, we need you. And he can but, still uh, like. When did when was the Takeshita match? This month, last month, maybe. It's like he's still capable yeah. on the right night of pulling it off and having a, a tremendous match. Is how yeah. we how you figure out presenting him is the key. Is is how he fits into the wider show is the thing. So it's a, I think it's a puzzle worth solving pretty soon because I think you know you used the phrase earlier of breaking point. I think you're not the only one. I, I think people have kind of hit the wall with it, unfortunately. I hope this ends in the Bucks coming back at World's End to cost them the title match or something because what is the payoff? If they I'm just lose, 
Bro, like, but this, lose to like, Ricky Starks, it's like, all right. Great. I think they're winning, to be honest. I honestly think they're winning, but. I assumed they were winning, but this is just like, I don't yeah, even think Kenny lost the fucking belt, bro. But if that was the original plan, I think they have to seriously consider. Yeah. I think the Bucks should come back and cost them that. But then you have yeah. the fucking Don Callis family just looming in the background. Oh. Don Callis is bald ass. Yeah, it's like, like at, at, they're still talking, oh, it's not over. Why is it not over? Why? Leave <laughs> us alone. It's, it's very frustratingly bad because, like, the concept of Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega tagging together, like, shouldn't be this infuriating, <laughs> you know? They, they, yeah, they lack chemistry as personalities, though. Even if they're friends, they have, you know, and it is what it is. It's yeah, like, they're like, they're like, they're just, they have some time, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, Jericho is going to, like, lead ideas for segments and put Kenny Omega in situations like last night, which he just should yeah. not be in. Uh, Kenny Omega is going to then in turn look very bored and disinterested, and that's what we got last night. And it was a lot of those things just coming to fruition last month. So, um, very unfortunate. It was very unfortunate. Jericho will swing big on the most like unhinged ideas, right? Like if he gets a catchphrase, he will say that shit until he's not allowed to say anymore. And so, oh, that was an old timer. And so he'll give these things to Kenny, and it's like Kenny is not going to deliver it the way you're imagining, Chris. You're just setting him up to, to foul. Like he's not, he's he's not going to suit him. That's not his. How are we having this conversation after Kenny's been around for all these years in AEW? How have they not figured out the best way to present Kenny Omega? It it blows my mind. You know, it's like it's insane. You got a talent there who, inside the ropes, is basically like never fouled you. Every match of his has been significant. He's hit. Right, I'm, maybe I'm forgetting something, but I don't think I am. No. And you, all you have to do is like, how do we present Kenny Omega as a babyface? They've had a long time now, and they their ideas range from he's not on the show, or we let Chris Jericho decide, which is not good enough. Like, he's a huge asset. It's Kenny Omega, you know. Like, good. Mm-hmm. Oh, nonetheless, I have confidence that Will Washington will write this shit. I, I, hope, <laughs> I hope so. I have confidence he will write this shit. It's just, it's just no, not the Golden Jets shit. No, that's you mean that's, that's don't worry. That, yeah. The Golden Jets shit is that's the Titanic. That's in the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. But Kenny Omega, we'll be we'll be all right. We'll be all right in the end. We just have to get there first. Mm-hmm. Just got to get through the end of the year, slog. New year, new Kenny, please. Please. <laughs> On my knees, begging. Leave Don Callis in 2023. I'm tired. It's been going for months. I never thought I would get sick of like Kenny feuding with someone like Takeshita, but he's not even feuding with Takeshita. It's Don Callis. (laughs) This universe where Kenny Omega is the international champion, he's opening every dynamite, just just casually putting on a four star match every week. It's a universe where that's going on, but in this universe, we've got the Golden Jets. Got the Golden Jets. We've got Takeshita working like a weird heel, you know. He's just not really doing anything when he gets in there. Uh, like a terrible tag match on Friday. It's coming on. Yeah, man. As much as we're back, we're just so it's so over as well. There's a lot to like, but there are some issues that are like 
so they're so entrenched in that it's going to take some time. And hope the only thing you can hope is they know that it's bad. And I don't really like the Dynamite right last week, like last night too. I don't really like oh, yeah, yeah. Really that segment. Really really oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. This is the first segment we've been negative about, you know? Yeah, yeah. it is, but we've been negative. I just wanted to remind the people. It deserves it, you know? Yeah, yeah. We, we yeah. Like, no, it does, it like does deserve it. The highs are high, the lows are so much lower. Right, and I also think there's frustration because all of these guys can be assets to the TV show, and instead they were a bomb yeah. of a segment that we all hated. Like, that's the actual thing here, right? It's like, yeah. it's one thing if you send out bad wrestlers and we can just say, have some quality control. Don't book these guys on time. Yeah, right? don't, don't put these guys on TV. Right. These guys, like, this is, it shouldn't be this like, way. Is why like, these are three out of four people that should be on Dynamite. I mean, it's just... I was setting you up for that. I, I thought, I don't know if he's going to take this or not, but yep, there you were. <laughs> Boom. It's like, these are three people that should absolutely be on Dynamite. God bless. Very sportful. Very sportful. Uh, let's move on. Let's let's keep it moving. Yes, and... let's. We'll get back to something more positive. Uh, we had Alexia in the in the live chat. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring her up. Well, if she still wants to. Anyway, so uh, Jericho, Kenny Palmer, blah 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 blah. All right, next up, Riho makes her in ring return. It's been a while since she's in Rio in the ring in AEW. It's very good to see her. It's very cool still seeing the uh, the connection that she has with the crowd. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the crowd genuinely not popped quite big for when she got the win over Ruby, which popped me huge because it was just like <laughs> beating Ruby on a random dynamite, you know? <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, it's nice to see Rio back, isn't it, John? It is, and that finish, that reaction is kind of why, right? Like, she's mm-hmm. a, an actual wrestling baby face. Um, and this, well, like, the match itself was just like a decent wrestling match. But it's more just what Riho brings to that division is like a singular Riho trait at this point. When you really look at the grand scheme, of the, especially with women's division, it feels like there's so many characters who like, I don't know if they're babyface or heel, they're just kind of put their characters. That's about where it stops. Yeah. Or well, they're gimmicks more in some cases. And Riho simplifies her. And it, you, you see the difference with Ruby's performance because Ruby's had some really shaky items as of late. Mm-hmm. But here... It's simple, right? Like, all you have to do is give us stuff to sell and you'll be fine. <laughs> and, it, and I thought that yeah. showed that, that they had a nice match. I liked it. Yeah, man. And uh, you mentioned characters and everyone's being a gimmick. We had Tony Storm on commentary. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> she's very committed to this bit that she's doing. So, God bless. I read yeah. it. It's Sting line. I don't know whether that happened in Picture and Picture or whatever, but it made me laugh so much. She's so committed to the bit. I'm kind of back on board. What? That performance last night was. Yeah, she was she was kind of good. Yeah, she was quite good last night. It popped me when she asked when she was like, "Should I do color? Or, should Should I do color or Playboy play?" Yeah. Tazzle's like, do you play Playboy play because our Playboy play sucks? And I was like, <laughs> tell him, Taz. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so I bet you threw your arms up in the air on that one. <laughs> Mark ripped his shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> he, he stood up and did a backflip. <laughs> I've always liked Tony's gimmick. My issue was just like, hey, the match just got too gimmicky and it became more of a gimmick. Than a match, but like Monty said, uh, her her last recent outing, I think she's found like the balance in between like how she could like still do justice by her gimmick, but have an actual wrestling match. And I hope that continues. Uh, 
I love seeing Rio back. I love Rio. Love her work. Awesome baby face. Somebody you can just cheer for. My fear, I, my, I'm, I, like, I have no fear in my heart that this match would be bad. I think it'll, they'll definitely knock it out the park. I'm just scared Rio's going to, like, lose here and just be off TV. Like, they, don't, they need to find a way to keep her involved in the women's division. Yep. Yeah, man, give her give her, some, give her a real storyline, you know, like a real one. Like, of course, like yeah, going for the belt, I guess that counts as a storyline. But it's very like easy to do, isn't it? You know, have a win a couple matches, Tony on commentary. You know, they'll have like they'll do a segment or something, and then you can just book the match or World End or whenever you want to do it. You know, but try get try get an actual story. You know, try to try tell us something new about Riho that we don't already know. You know. Maybe, I don't know, get her a friend that can portray her. I don't know. You know, I'm not a booker. No one pays me to do it. Give me Rio versus Athena, please. That please. It would be. Yeah. Because Rio makes everyone's offense look good, and she wouldn't have to do a lot of the work on that. Yeah. Rio, you know? <laughs> don't worry. She's going to help you out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are a couple of super chats before we keep it. Moving through Dynamite, keep them coming, people. Caden Lee, 199, he says that they got me on TV during Max's entrance. Oh. You've been very busy recently with these wrestling yeah. shows, Caden Lee. God bless. You want Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> I do attend a show or two sometimes. Charlie's yeah, like 80s too. melt, so she's in the crowd for every show. <laughs> <laughs> Just out here with a fucking beanie in her notebook. People, people yeah. are going to notice her in the yeah. crowd in like 10, 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> At your <laughs> call. God bless. Nah, Christmas Palace. Osprey's matches, you know. The girl with the different coloured hair in the front row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Jacob Dunley, $4. It has to be fair. Jacob Donnelly, $5. Appreciate you. I like to think that Kevin Van Erich watched that one episode of Rampage dedicated to the Trustbusters, then proceeded, then proceeded to throw his TV out the window. Wow. Many he might have liked it, honestly. He might have liked the episode. Man, I'm going to watch that episode week, one you know? day. I'm going to rewatch yeah. that episode. Trust that was a crazy... That would be a great chapter of the AW book one day. Oh, my God. What we need to do is... Uh, you know how, like, what are they called? The uh, OSW. Mm-hmm. OSW review all the throwback stuff, and you've got yeah. like, dead luck, and they'll review like the attitude era and stuff like that. Like, we're getting close to the point where we can just go back and watch like the start of Dynamo, you know, and just watch no. the insanity unfold, do, do a one hour recap video, you know. <laughs> we I, I, need I, to I go back I'm, and watch I'm, the Battle uh, Royal from the first mm-hmm. Double or Nothing. Because I rewatched that recently, and it is quite something. Oh yeah, yeah. I they, knew that had the, uh, they had the video games guy. They had the legless guy. They had Tommy Dreamer out there. It was the I was way out. It has what happened guy to out him? There, bro. I Why did they in. stop him? <laughs> really put me in a corner <laughs> with that one. Um, <laughs> Good Lord, man. What do you want me to say? I mean, you know, um, clue was in the question, I think, but nonetheless, 
I remember tuning into that pay per view and seeing that battle royal and being like, I'm not sure this is going for me, all this all elite business, you know? <laughs> I, mean, I was like, I was like, is this what AEW is really going to be, bro? Like, this. Yeah. Oh, funny times. Times. But anyway, uh, we, we are joined indeed by Alexia. Let me change the setup. What's going on, Alexia? Are you good? Hi, guys. I'm good. How are y'all? Uh, we're good now that we've finally got that Jericho segment out of the way. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> it was, that was uh, so painful. How did that play in the arena, Alexia? Okay. At least in my section where I was sitting, there it was like half the crowd was just like dead, and the other crowd was just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> but the, the it was just, I was just sitting there, and I was literally sitting like with my hands like this. I was just like, it's like watching a train wreck that I could not stop like watching. I was just like, dude, this is this is something. This is definitely something. But um, yeah. Yeah, at least she at least she was there. Got to see Kenny Omega, you know, do a little yeah. dance, do a little dance during the ad break, you know. <laughs> Whatever it was he was doing with his arms, you know. But I'm sorry you had to see that, Alexia. You know, well, these are the games you play. Being wrestle purist, the guy you know? behind me, I could tell he was not a big wrestling fan because he kept asking stuff about like the. Who's that? Why is his name? Like, I think he thought Roddy's name was Freddie at first. And so it was just like, whenever like he did the whole Billy Starks, he goes like, what's that? And I was just like, I don't, I don't know what I'm just... To be fair, Alexia, he's not the <laughs> only one who had some confusion as to yeah. names. Because the... yeah. there I was in the live chat for the premiere of the triumphant Athena interview. I mean, it's glorious. Everyone's having mm-hmm. a great time. Yeah. I see Alexia's name. I said, oh, this is going to be great. Some more, you know, glowing praise for this wonderful occasion. And <laughs> poor Alexia said, was it Let's Go Gilbert? <laughs> was it Let's Go Gilbert? <laughs> 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 Wait. auto-corrected to Gilbert. And I was like, this is, I mean, come oh, on. Oh, no. I type place, you know. Go Gilbert, go, but it's it. to go Gilbert, go. <laughs> that was tremendous. Um, good stuff. That was a really good interview, though. Yeah, that was a great interview. Yeah. So if you that was honestly the highlight. I, I was I had it. it on mute, so I could just see the chat. So the highlight for me was that was that comment. That was incredible. That was incredible. So good stuff. There's laughs all around here, folks. You know. Yeah, we have a good time, you know. We've got a couple of super chats as well. Speaking of good times, you know, you sort of heart five dollars. I'm mad because there's a chance they win and then we have to build to the Golden Jets versus Young Bucks two. two. Yeah. The exclamation mark threw me off. It's a pay per view title match with two teams of single guys. I think that's what they are, See, to be honest. That's so. the, that's the one program <clears throat> that I actually wouldn't mind because I don't think the Actually, I know that the Bucks wouldn't just go along with everything that Jericho says, and they would actually want to tell a story the way that they tell stories, especially with Kenny on the other side. So I think that would be a good program. Um, everything else, I don't really want to see it at all. But yeah. Hmm. Well, Chisholm, was it not? Come on, there we go. Will Chisholm, $5. Appreciate you, mate. How how the hell 
six months ago, this was meant to make Takeshita a big heel. And somehow we ended up with Chris Jericho and Kenny being a tag team. Jericho's introduction into this story was when it started getting like, yeah. like it, it, it didn't it wasn't it wasn't necessarily great before then, but like this is when it just started like hardly making sense and shit, you know. <laughs> it was, I don't know, man. I don't know. A lot of people. I wish I could tell you what the end game to all of this was. I'm just gonna get blown off, but I can't. How did we go from? I thought it was done after the last. Uh, after the the, the like dragon street fight. I thought it was over. Not everybody could go live their lives. It felt like the little uh, bow on top of this very insane package, but apparently not. <sighs> I feel. I do feel for the. Uh, I do. Con- I do feel for elite fans. You know, twenty twenty three has not been the most. Inspiration, yeah, has it? <laughs> that ACC feud was meant to be. Well, it started, it started off well, started off yeah. well with the trio stuff, and then you know, I also got Hangman Mox, I also got Hangman yeah. Swerve, I also got Kenneth versus Billy. There's been ups and downs. Um, my goats, the Young Bucks, they said it was their year off, it is what it is. <laughs> 2024, 2024, we were the tag team of the year, baby, but you know what. At the end of the day, they said 2022 is their year off, but no other tag in the history of professional wrestling wants to go banned for banning my goats. Richest niggas in the building. Somehow lost the plot. Yeah, there, yeah. There's, obvious, there's, a, there's always going to be some holes with talents of that caliber, but of course, you know, you put Kenny and Will Ospreay in the ring, then you're going to get what you get, but you were just dropping spoilers in the chat, bro. Stop, bro. You don't want to yeah. spoilers in the chat. What is wrong with you? Screaming, stop. Stop. Look at these pieces of shit. Okay. Oh, something you're laying in for. Stop. Yeah, stop. Stop, bro. I'm going to reveal who the devil is in a minute. Um, yeah, anyway. yeah. All right. That's a dynamite. Wardlow vignette. He's very pissed off. I quite like these Wardlow vignettes, you know. Pretty harmless. He comes across scary. He's uh, he's pissed off. You know, I ain't got much to say. I don't think we've got much to pick apart in this one. We've got a Max and Swerve video package, hoping not the main event. And then we had Jay White versus Mark Briscoe. Another match that, you know, Mark Briscoe just brings it, brother. Mark Briscoe just brings it. It's what he does. Jay White, of course, is Jay White. He's going to do what he does. He's a good heel to work against. And uh, Mark Briscoe is definitely a big plus in that regard because he gives the heels a proper baby face to work against and get heat mm-hmm. on and do stuff like that. The heat segments don't just die out and become very boring because they're getting real heat. The people get behind Mark. And uh, Mark's just great to watch. Mark, he's always, he just doesn't let you down, whether it's singles or trios. Obviously, unfortunately, we don't get him in tags anymore. But of course, we all know, in my opinion, said this before Jay passed as well, the best, before Jay passed as well, uh, the best tag team of all time in my eyes. Uh, I just fucking love Mark Briscoe, bro. I feel like I've said this every single week on these uh, Dynamite reviews since the Continental Classic. But I just love the guy, Joe. Yeah, I think we all do, really. It's. Uh... It's very unfortunate the way his records panned out, and it feels like a shot at you, to be honest, but I'm going to leave that there. 
and uh, it was a good match. Their, their match um, last month, I guess, was was better because it was it was a main, it was a main event. They had a little more time to yeah. kind of flesh out, but it's still good. I mean, you kind of laid it out. It's one of those combinations that's easy. Good heel who is physical and has really sharp work versus babyface who's the same. Both guys can sell like. These guys are gonna have good matches every single time. This was no different. So a nice match. Crowd was really with Mark. Um, I did actually think Mark had like a chance to win this one, mm-hmm. but I think they want Jade mm. to be in the, to be very much in the conversation next week, right? To add some doubt to what's going on. Obviously, he's wrestling Mark, so yeah. I think, right. So everybody made sense, but uh, a good match for sure. Yeah, I do feel a lot. TK has taken the direct shot, man. You know, because he yeah, definitely does saw, that a lot. He, he definitely, he definitely saw more tweet where I said he should win the internet, inter, the continental classic, yeah. <laughs> and he called the intercontinental, yeah. the continental <laughs> classic. He can win that too, bro. Let's be real. <laughs> he, should he should have all the belts. Tony, why do you hate us? I know. Like, <laughs> he, he's 0-4, bro. You know, it's so like, brutal. I'd, I, I, I'd like do a bit where I'd like quote tweet my tweet saying that he should win the whole yes. thing every time he'd lose, but after. After three and oh, it just gets sad, you know. It's, just, <laughs> it's, just, it's done. It's over. You know. It is kind of brutal that he has gone zero and four. To be honest, yeah, you, probably, you probably should have won last night. To be honest, unless Jay White's going to win the block. Or I something. feel like I, I don't think he is. I genuinely believe that he was going to win last night, just because of like where it was, like because yeah. it was mm-hmm. like. Is literally like a year and three days off from the dog collar match last year, and it was the yeah. exact same venue too. So it was kind of, it was really kind of like bittersweet, um, you know, seeing him come out by himself versus like also being there last year and seeing him come out with Jay. It was just, yeah, it's tough. It was, it was, yeah. I mean, but the crowd was really behind him, and I really loved how much like love they showed him. It was, it was really, it was really heartening. I assume he'll get the pin on. Uh, tomorrow's show, right? I'll be Best back year. in. I'll be back in twenty seconds. I need to grab some tissue and blow my nose. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll get my thoughts on this. Um, <laughs> when I was when I was talking about how the Continental Classic has pretty much helped every single person in it, besides probably the Jays, I forgot. Oh, Mark Briscoe, bro! Like AW fans, they do this thing where it's like they're introduced to somebody and they'll be excited. Because they see other people being excited and they don't want to pretend, they don't want to act like they're not in the know or whatever. I'm not saying a bunch of AW fans didn't watch Ring of Honor, but I think a lot of y'all were faking it when y'all pretending how much y'all love the Briscoes, bro. I think y'all were. But like, I think Mark Briscoe is like proving to all AW fans, like everybody watching at home, that he belongs on weekly television. Like, he's been killing it. If, if anybody told me he's a tournament MVP, I would argue with them. Like, that's a perfectly fine choice. He's had a fantastic tournament. Um, I'm, I'm happy for the guy. I'm happy for the reception he got last night. Those them boys chance with deafening. Uh, I don't know, what, what, what else can you say about him, man? What else can you say about him? What a, what a fucking worker. It was a good match. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I do wish... Mark's had a great showing in this tournament. But I feel like he should have gone at least one marquee win. And it's yes. kind of unfortunate that he hasn't. But let's use this as a stepping stone and let's just give him the international belt. Let him have fun with it. I think it could be a great time, Tony. Let him have yeah. it. Real future on television, bro. It'll be great. Let's just start there. He doesn't even have to win. Just doing real feuds. 
Real title feud. That's his real value, right? Like, he's a great in-ring guy, and you've seen in this tournament how good he can be as just a week-to-week action wrestler, but he's real value. If you put him in a personal feud, and he can bleed yeah. some, and he can, then you're going to see, I think, another level, honestly. So, And there's a bunch of heels that you know you, you could put him against in that regard. Um, so, yeah, there's... They they haven't scratched the surface with what Mark can do on their TV show. I'm I'm hopeful this tournament performance will allow more of that to come. Yeah, one million percent, one million percent. Um, would have been nice for him to get a marquee win. I know a lot of people are expecting to beat Joe Lee football. That's not, yeah, that's, yeah, it's not on the marquee. Yeah, do, doing the Continental Classic just to get you one win against Joe Lee football isn't really what the Mark Briscoe right. fans are hoping for. But they all count. <laughs> Wait, He's on the board. Let's put some points on the board. Yeah. What was that? Yeah. Oh, it's just three did points. We talk about the Jay Lethal match. No, no, good no. Call. we didn't. I was just about to say. Like, <laughs> we definitely missed that. Oh, before. oh, okay. Yes, I was like, who the fuck? Wasn't that after this? Was, I thought no, that was. It was before. off uh, Riho, I think. Yeah, yeah it was. I've got it. I've got it in between. I've got it before the main event. Lexi is a professional. She took notes last night. It's, you know. yeah, our, our live correspondent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Broadcast stuff, journalist right. in the in the building. <laughs> Absolutely. So since we've brought it up, Jay Lethal versus Roosh, man. Roosh. This is Roosh made quick work of this one. You know, choked yeah. him out. Yeah. Short and reflexive. How what's it like seeing Roosh live? Because his crowd work is quite fun, you know. Alexia, look at look at this celebration here, you know. <laughs> That's phenomenal, dude. Like the crowd is like so like into him too. I guess like because it's also like Texas. You put any luchador, any Mexican, hmm. any Latinos, hmm. and they're gonna eat it up. But he was he was good. He was working the crowd pretty well. I mean, there was like he was hyping up the crowd too. Like I think like. I think he did his entrance before he went to commercial, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. And even like in between commercials, he was just like, or in be- like he was just hyping up the crowd. Like he was just like, like during the commercials, like when they were like showing the little like video packages on the screen and stuff, like the crowd was did not stop chanting like for him. He was just like hyping them up and stuff. So it was just, I think that really helped going into the match too, because he had already like kind of prepped them, I guess, for what was to come. Yeah. yeah, man. Roosh was looking good again. What do you think, Joe? I honestly thought this ruled. Like, yeah, the man. tournament needed a sprint, and this was clearly the right one. And who needed Jay Leaf to take a heat segment on Roosh, right? <laughs> no one in that building was sitting there going, "God, I hope Jay can get a hold of Roosh's leg and work him over." This actually, this blueprint. I think it should be something they do a lot with Roosh. When he wrestles top guys, they can have real matches. But when he wrestles mid yeah. guys, I think they should just be shootouts for four or five minutes, you know? Because yes. Lethal still had, like, he still had his, it wasn't like a total squash as so much as it just was. He just got blocked. It was over, right? Like, he got caught, and that's that. Um, yeah. Roosh obviously took most of it, but he takes most of every match. So you <laughs> might as well do them like this sometimes. This was, everyone on this show, did a really good job of really working hard physically. You could feel the work, and that's saying that's like been a real improvement on the show since they introduced the tournament. So I really like the match, honestly, for what it was. Yeah, man, it was like you said for what it was. It was uh, yeah. pretty good. Anyone got anything else to add on Rouge versus Jay Lethal in the Gold League? 
AEW gets a lot of flack for not creating the amount of stars that they should. And, and they and they should get the flag for it. But Roosh has turned to a star. People were not watching his era of Ring of Honor. Um, Sinclair, Post the Elite. Nobody was watching that shit, bro. Roosh came in as basically a new person. He's, he's got the fucking, he's got the faction. He's got the pyro. He's got the crowd in the palm of his hands. He's having killer matches. Like, they just, they just, we just need consistency with Roosh. Present him in a way that he should be presenting. We've got something here, folks. We've got something here. Yep. And he's also, and this, I always think this is important. He's also the kind of star that you would just not see on WWE TV because he does yeah, things yeah. his own way, and they they would have to try and change his game. They just he's you know he's Roosh, right? He does the what he's the only guy who wrestles that way, and I think that's always important because it has a distinct feel and kind of atmosphere when he wrestles. It feels like he's beating the hell out of guys because guess what? He is. He's beating the hell out. <laughs> so it's uh yeah, awesome stuff. Hundred uh, percent. We're all big fans of Roosh. Someone asked us to. Someone asked us yesterday, like, is Oberfemi the most universally liked person on Wrestle Purist? Roosh has got to be one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Roosh. You know? Uh, Manny doesn't like Roosh. Hmm. What? When, when, when did this bit start? <laughs> yeah, bro. He hates him. He's not the real Latino man. Mark Briscoe as He's... well, Charlie said. Uh, not a real Latino man. He's not the real Latino man. That's what Dex Manny... Hallwood's really popular on here. <laughs> <laughs> Those are fighting words. Listen, I, I love me some Daxi X, you know. That's what I said. We don't talk about this. I have information that would lead to the arrest <laughs> and indefinite confinement <laughs> of Dax Harwood. Will I release those files? Maybe, maybe not. But, you know. Hmm. Hmm. Shout out Dax, yeah. Uh, anyway. No, I, I don't think we're doing that. <clears throat> Ken, no, Ken. No, not Ken. Half $2. Ken <laughs> dead, averaging less than one singles match a month. Well, it's very depressing. Well, I don't think that's true. Mm, probably is. <laughs> How many singles matches can he work this year? <laughs> like, probably just as many as Daniel's bro. Okay. I don't know about that, you know. <laughs> I don't know about that. It feels like it. Oh, has he singles matches on TV or in general? Uh, I mean, in general, it's only including the Will Ospreay match. And, I'm about to have. I don't know, did he wrestle no, Vikingo in Mexico or anything this year? Yes, yes, he did. Yeah, he wrestled Vikingo in Mexico. Oh and then Kenny Omega has. Go on, Ayo. How many singles matches has Kenny Omega worked in 2023? 11. Yeah. Well, so, see? See? That's Damn. what someone wants. It's crazy. He needs to squeeze one in. <laughs> he needs to squeeze one more in. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's only just the, the Super Chat was only just about right, but it was still yeah. technically right, I guess. Yeah. Um, don't Jingle, one Yuta, one Ethan Page, one Takesha, one Kyle, one Cobb. I don't then know. Marks as well. Yes. I don't know. Sorry. I was... <laughs> oh, hasn't, AO, hasn't AO got him in front of him right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was reading that. I know. <laughs> just like... 
Uh, to Keaton like Page, MJS, Kyle Fletcher, Takeshi, oh. uh, Vikingo in Mexico, uh, Willie Uta, Billy Goat, Mox, Cobb, Vikingo in AW, and Billy in Japan. There was, a, there was a real moment there where the show became like family feud and like, just in an instant. <laughs> I, like, I like blinked and Alexi was like counting, like, how many do we need? <laughs> Top of this. This is a family show, you know. Anyway, uh, Dunmas five dollars. Appreciate you as always. Uh, it would have been cool to see Mark Briscoe have a good show in the C two. I do like Definitely. the idea of having him in the Ishii role in future C twos. Well, you know me, bro. I wanted him to win it. <laughs> so. I think a good idea would be that Mark Briscoe wrestles Tomohiro Ishii. Actually, after reading the super chat, yeah. that's my conclusion. That's a great idea. Mm, that would be wow. Okay. I, I think next year if they expand the C2, there'll be room for people to like lose more matches and there to be more upsets. Because right now, like if you look at the brackets, like, like everything's like really tight. It's like, well, you don't really want Mox to lose to this person, this person, this person, this person. So he just has 12 points. And the fields aren't really that big. It's what was it like? It's six people each side. Yeah. So you expand it to 20. There's more room to like play around with these things because there's more matches. So John Moxley losing a match to Mark Briscoe. Is fine because like he could get those three points back later somewhere else as opposed to now where it's like you kind of need all the points you could get because it's not that many matches. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been any draws yet, right? Nope. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced. One. Convinced Garcia is going to take Brody the distance. Yeah, I'm convinced. That would be awesome. Like him, like hanging on to the twenty. That could be really good. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I can see because yeah, because Eddie's gonna beat him. Yeah, because he kind of has to. Yeah, yeah, he has to. Um, yeah, and you wouldn't do the Garcia win against Eddie, you know? They have great chemistry and stuff, but it's just like I'd I'd rather see him beat Broder. It'd feel more like you know, holding the monster to a draw, Um, especially with the showing that Brody's had in this tournament. So. Yeah, because uh, if you do the whole draw thing with Eddie, like obviously Eddie's a very successful wrestler in AEW, he's the Ring Runner World Champion, New Japan Strong Champion, and stuff. But it's like, I don't think it has the same effect as Garcia, like overcome like the David and Goliath thing that him and Brody would have going on. I agree. Yep, hundred percent. But anyway, keeping it with the Continental Classic, main event of the show: John Moxley versus Swerve Strickland in the Gold League. Top of the table clash, the two undefeated men. Someone's all had to go, and it was Swerve Strickland's. Uh, John Moxley got the win in the main event here, but he did do it with some controversy because he did hold the tights. He even held the belt as well with Swerve. And there was, uh, if he was very eagle eyed, he would have seen that both of Swerve's shoulders were not properly mm-hmm. planted down. So uh, they did try and, I guess, protect Swerve <laughs> somewhat in this, you know. Um, I don't understand why they did it, you know. But, you know, it's it's just one of those things. Like I said, someone's all about to go, and it was Swerve's. He looked disgusted when he seen Moxie roll him up. But yeah. it, it happened, you know, and it was a very nice match. I think they did deliver what they needed to. I know a lot of people mm. were expecting a draw, and uh, we didn't get the draw, but... They did get pretty close to the timely. I think it went like eighteen something, you know. Um yeah, a lot of this is a very solid AEW Dynamite main event, and I'm not surprised that it went that way. Charlie, what did you think? 
I really liked this match. I thought it was a lot of fun. They had really good chemistry in the ring, which I wasn't shocked by at all, to be honest. But they, honestly, AEW did such a good job of this make, making this feel like such a big time match. Like they were getting AEW chance before, like for locking up at the beginning. And that's not Holy something shit you see. just looking at each other. Yeah. Like it's not something you see in the company. Like now that they've like gone through a lot of like the obvious dream matches that they had. So it's, it was really cool to see someone like Swerve in this position because he's worked incredibly hard this year. But the match itself was fucking awesome. I enjoyed it a lot. And yeah. I wasn't a big fan of the finish, to be honest. Like, mm. I get why they did it the way they did, but it just felt a bit, okay. Like, yeah. but I'm not a fan of roll-ups, <laughs> finishes in big matches anyways. If you're going to have someone lose, just pin them. No one's going to bat an eye to swerve losing to someone like John fucking Moxley. You can't beat the ace on your first try every time. Like, yeah, that's, I, I don't know, but that's just my opinion on that. That's kind of where I was at as well. I saw a lot of people kind of complaining that Swerve had actually lost the match. And he's like, bro, he's, he's been undefeated in the tournament so yeah. far, you know. Yeah. Um, he could have easily lost to Jay White a couple of weeks ago, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, to pretty much echo Charlie's point, I would have, if anything, I would have happily seen Swerve take a more definitive last here and be pinned properly instead of doing this kind of, you know, giving him the out. Because, you know, sometimes you got to pin a star, brother, you know. Uh, really good match, though, Ayo. I'm sure you enjoyed it. Loved it. Um, the whole pinning someone clean versus pulling the trunk shit, like, I think it's, I think it's overused because it, it got to a point on wrestling TV, and I'm not even just trying to fed bad. It was just like, well, I guess everybody's just going to get rolled up. So everybody's always protected. Nobody actually loses any heat. It just got to the point where it's just like, it doesn't even matter because you still got pinned at the end of the day. But I think I like I like how they did it here because Sword was a guy who has lost and just like flat on his back lost a lot in AEW. And um he he's he's spoken on that on how that helps to get him here and it's helps to get him over and it helps his character progress. So I think him not just straight up losing to the three-time champ and Mop having to cheat to win actually like it helps improve his character and it, it builds on the idea that this Swerve Strickland thing is going somewhere as opposed to oh you're just not ready for the big leagues kid like this is a four former three time champ like you're just you're just not here yet. I think it's they're saying no no he's here and Mox had to get desperate to beat him. So I mm-hmm. I think this helps um continue his momentum. I really enjoyed the match. Um they obviously have a better one in them. They're saving that for a pay-per-view main event. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, uh, I I always thought that Mox was making out of this block. Like there was no doubt in my mind. I always thought it was going to be Mox versus Eddie. So they sort of had to lose eventually. He had to drop points somewhere. It being to John Moxley isn't an indictment on King or Swerve or Mox or anything like. He just had to lose. So why not against Mox? Mhm. Yeah, man. Uh, Charlie kind of touched on it. Atmosphere. The atmosphere was great in this. Uh, Alexia, of course, she was part of the atmosphere. But the atmosphere absolutely felt like it stepped up for this main event. Uh, we already talked about them just standing in the ring facing off against each other. Already like, was getting reactions. There's an AEW chance. There was all kinds of chance throughout this. And like I said, the atmosphere was great. So how was it being in the crowd for it? It was It was really nice. Like, it didn't feel like it was just like a regular like dynamite like it actually felt like a big time match like as having been to you know to the most recent pay-per-view in full gear i would compare it like the 
I want to say the aura, but like of the crowds being in that similar level where like everyone acknowledged that it was a really big match and it was happening on a random Wednesday night instead of like something you have to buy on Bleacher Report. And it was really sick. It was, um, I, I, sorry. <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I did kind of lose my voice a little bit, but then I remembered they was still rampage. So I kind of, for the most part, just absorbed it. <laughs> so I was just like, this is, this is like a pay-per-view level caliber that I get to see. And I'm, I don't want, I didn't want to take it for granted. Cause I was like, I know there's obviously like a lot of like dream matches and stuff like that people talk about, but when you're actually in the place, like watching it happen right in front of you, it's like, it's like a completely different feeling. It's just, it's very nice. It's very sick. Like, holy shit. This is a good match that I'm getting to see live. So, yeah. Yeah, it's always, it's very cool when AEW does this, isn't it, Joe? Mm-hmm. And they put two of the big stars who are legitimately like very hot at that mm-hmm. time and the face off in the ring. And we get the atmosphere like we got last mm-hmm. night in the main event. Yeah, I thought that was the story, to be honest, because, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't actually, um, it was definitely about protecting Swerve, but mm-hmm. I think the finish was in some ways more about mm-hmm. leaving, like kind of setting up the rematch. Because mm-hmm. it yeah. feels like that's going to be the block final, and and I thought the match was rest though. I mean, it was a really good match. Don't be wrong. It, of course, it was the end. The last five minutes was spectacular, but it very much felt like they were just like kind of feeling each other out for a bigger match down the line, which is crazy considering how the crowd was for this. So, yeah. to me, that kind of became the story. We spoke last week about how this match was a great kind of indicator of how far Swerve's come because three months ago he'd have been a guy from Oxley B in a match that we was excited about, but the crowd maybe wasn't so much. And now this felt like the main event of one of the biggest pay-per-views years, Alexi just said. So I think that kind of was the story here. Not only was they seeing it as a big deal, a lot of people wanted Swerve to win. Um, I know I'm preaching the choir here. We've all said it a million times, but like seriously, they cannot mess this Swerve thing up. No, like they can't. can't. I know like there's been momentum that's come and gone in the past for other guys. This Swerve run right now and the way he feels right now is like, you have to seize on this. This is such a – they have to capitalize. It's it's massive for yeah. them, I think. So that was the big story to me. I mean, I like the match a lot also, but I think that their uh, their rematch will blow it away, to be honest, which says a lot. So really good. Yeah. Also, just, about that. just to touch on the um, – you know, Mox couldn't just be sort of clean thing again. I think hey, Mox cheating was also important for where his character is going because, mm-hmm. like, I, I think we all agree that's going to be Mox versus Eddie, most likely. Yeah. And yeah. Mox is clearly not going to be the good guy in this scenario. So him, like, them establishing early is like, oh, no, Mox, Mox is a dickhead again, guys. And, like, he'll do whatever he needs to do to win because he really wants his triple crown. I think that's a good thing. I think that's that's foreshadowing for, like, him going even further in the future. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's pretty uh, it's successful main event, 100%. Uh, yeah. And then after the main event, we are shown Hangman Adam Page in the parking lot, and he is attacked by the masked men, the devil's masked men, and he fights back. He puts up a good fight, man. He puts up a good fight, a better fight than pretty much everyone else who's been attacked by the devil's masked men so far. He gives it a go, fights very valiantly, as a strong babyface should, And uh, but in the end, there's just too many of them. And uh, the devil pulls up in a car, gets out of the car, does this... He's uh, this dictator nod, you know, and uh, and then the big guy just kind of slams Hangman Adam Page onto the windscreen of the car, 
And uh, yeah, he, he looks like he's hurting, brother. Another attack by the devil and the mass men. So uh, I guess a lot of people have started speculating because it was another glass spot. People are already starting to uh, point fingers at Jack Perry. But if anything, I think they're just doing a bunch of red herrings, you know? They're just doing a bunch of just... Because yeah. uh, at one point, it's getting very obvious, you know? Um, mm-hmm. You know, at one point, it was getting very obvious, and we did hear about like some creative being uh, focused on making it less obvious, and since then, mm. that has definitely been done so in like, the past, what, three weeks or so? So uh, they are definitely trying to get the viewer to, you know, speculate more, come up with theories and stuff like that. Like That's all very intentional on their part, and it's been kind of one of the more recent initiatives for this storyline. So um, by the amount of people who were speculating Jack Perry last night, it seems like they've been successful in that department, Ayo. It's not fucking Jack Perry, bro. I'll bet my podcasting career on it. It's not Jack. I like Jack. If they did all of this to lead to old boy, bro, like come on, come on, it's not it's not Jack Perry though. Um, I think these these double angles are good when they're in like short. It's like short, thirty seconds. Beat up a star, beat up a baby face, somebody that the fans care about getting beat up. You know, it's a good bit of business for a storyline I don't really care about. I think this was handled well as well as. This double storm could be handled. Um, yeah, man. You know, intrigue is back on the timeline. People are like, oh my god, is it Jack? Is it this person? Is it that person? I think they've tipped their hand a little bit too much at this point, but you know, mm. it's a little bit of business. Yeah, like I said, there's been a lot of people speculating. You know, I'm still pretty solid on who I think it is. Um, <laughs> I've been the whole time, but Joe. I kind of mm-hmm. like how, um, because Hangman is a big star who's kind of like been loose. Well, obviously he went face to face with Max yesterday, but last week backstage, and um, you know because he's in not this MJF first now. When the devil, when the devil and the masked men do an attack on someone like Hangman Adam Page, it makes it feel more of a like an overarching story rather than yeah. just kind of like this this thing that's in MJF's mm-hmm. bubble, which in turn makes it feel like a bigger problem for the promotion. Do you know what I mean? Um, in a good way, I don't mean a problem in terms of content. Yeah. I mean a problem as in, like, in kayfabe for the promotion. So, um, but yeah, what did you what did you actually make of this, this closing angle? I, don't, I honestly don't know because it's not... I can't say it was, like, terrible. I didn't think it was, you know? It's, it was fine. It's just... I find it hard to grade these segments in a vacuum where it's like this one was fine, that one was because my concern more is, and this isn't really thing that I should be sweating, but it's just where my brain goes. Unfortunately, I'm really struggling to figure out how they're going to conclude this in a way that will make it worthwhile. And that isn't a fair way to critique wrestling. So I concede on that, but it's where my brain goes because to me, there's really only like one, maybe two options that make any sense. And I don't know if those options are worth all this, to put it plainly. As an individual segment, this was fine. I would have, I guess you had to close a bit because otherwise you'd do the thing where Excalibur would go, oh no, up next. You know, you couldn't do that. So I guess you had to close <laughs> yeah. it. Um, it, feels, it feels like it's. <laughs> I'm just saying in my head. <laughs> 
tonally it feels like it's on a different planet to the rest of the show and i'm always torn on that there's room for variety i think this is like it actually feels on a different show to me i mentioned it's been kept a short burst last couple weeks which is good but uh I would like to have a more positive review of this than like at least it was short. Oh, yeah. and I don't yeah, know if I can, you know. Yeah, it's a world title for you. It's just I don't know. Like again, I, I can see that's not really fair, but it's like I just don't know what like if this is Adam Cole, like really? <laughs> like, like is, it, is he really doing all this for Adam Cole? Like I, don't know, I know the Adam Cole thing is like an established, but even if I was more of a fan, Adam Cole, like I guess, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Sure, no, there are people that like we're negative about it, but there are people that really love the whole Brochachos thing. Like, even people that like don't like the devil angle and think the devil angle shit is like drizzling shits. They're like, oh my god, Brochachos for life. So, yeah. I think I think Adam Cole turning on MJF in any fashion, let alone like this whole like master plan thing, I think it'll be really well received. By a large part of the AW audience, me personally, bro, I don't give a fuck about any of this. So I, I think just... I'll say this: whoever it is, you can absolutely nail it with execution. If you execute in a way that's cool, yeah. you could get a great reaction, even if it's yeah. Adam Cole, even if it's, I mean, Jack Perry's a different, but even if it was him, <laughs> the sake of the conversation, you could execute in a way where where you get a great reaction. So that will be a huge, you know, part of this. There have been some wrestling reveals that fucking sucked, you know, yeah, once absolutely. they were revealed, but they were good moments at least. So that has to be the goal, um, and we'll kind of reassess once that happens. For now, it's not something I'm really into, though. Uh, Charlie, what, what, what are you making of this, the, the, the devil's antics? Well, he used the actual devil mask this week. They kind of go between that one and the fake one, which I didn't realise it was a fake one until... I, w- I was re-watching a segment because it was just on my timeline. I was just like, they've got two different masks. So I've never noticed until I saw two today. Yeah, like, I saw it. Like, I was watching. I was just re-watching a segment on my timeline. I was just like, damn, there is two masks. It's actually a good copy. Like, you can clearly tell it in two different masks. But... Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's quite bizarre, to be honest. And also, whoever was under that devil mask was a different person to who yeah. it has been because that is not the same build. Like... You see the same guy in a silhouette every week. You you start to pick up on what they look like, and that was not it. So I thought it was all right. It wasn't offensive. Hangman got shoved into that fucking case so hard, though, on the corner. It looked fucking rough. Um, <laughs> so it was like a good beatdown in terms of that, but I wish it wasn't connected to the devil stuff. At least if it is cold, like Hangman being attacked makes sense because they have history. Like, I'm I'm coping a little bit because I want this to be over. So I'm trying to see the good in it. But I mean it's it was it's over at World's End. Almost yeah. there. Almost there. <laughs> what I want to know is baby. What I want to know is is um Alexia. You know, I mean like we just we kinda of joked about its caliber, like if he would have had a chance to kind of commentate over this afterwards. What was it like in the building where it's just like you see the angle coming from the Titan Tron, and then the show's just over. You know? <laughs> just like... Oh my gosh, it was kind of awkward because, like, you know, after the roll up, Swerve was still kind of like around the ring whenever that happened. So a lot of people were just like, "Should we look at the camera? Should we just like Swerve?" And then like the lights were all off, and they just put like the like the, the Titan Tron, like the screen was on. Then after that finished rolling, like 
the like dynamite music came on, the lights came back on, and then Justin Roberts just came out, and I was just like, oh, what are we well, doing? Well, guys, hang on for AW yeah. Rampage. Don't go anywhere. Right back. More action for you. It was, oh, and then he came out. I just started reading people's signs. So after that, I was just like, <laughs> "Oh, man, setting the mood," you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this, this devil business is, uh, you know, world's end. Not too far now. <laughs> you know, two weeks, two weeks away. Look, it's the price we must pay for Smojo as world champion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've pushed, we cashed our chips yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's worth it, you know. If we get the Smojo title win at World's End, and if you would have came to me six months ago, I was like, listen, brother. Yeah, if you would have came to me after Wembley, you know. <laughs> Whatever like, it takes. Yeah. <laughs> we made a deal with the devil. It's, like, look, it's going to be a lot of bad TV, <laughs> but it's going to end in Smojo's world champ. Monty's taking it in a RV. <laughs> yeah, man. Sacrifices have to be made. A uh, couple of super chats keep on coming, people, as we're uh, slowing down here. Triple H's sledgehammer, two pounds. The Mux Swerve kissing spot thoughts. Pop. Wrestling. Um, <laughs> I thought it was probably pretty funny. Good psychology. Not once, but twice. Yeah. Oh, that's really funny. They know their target audience. What can we say? The girls are around me all three. All the girls around me, all you hear was just like women screaming, and I was like, "Yes." The women were loud during that match. It was very, very real. Mm-hmm. Which is hilarious what? because Swerve is like evil, and Max is like, I don't know, man, yeah. like your mad, your mad uncle. <laughs> yeah. there, there, there used to be this thing in, in gangster rap, right? In like late nineties, early two thousands, we was like. Yeah, I I kiss you on your forehead, basically saying like you're a pussy, bro. I don't take when you see, I don't take you seriously. Like I would literally kiss you on your forehead because you're a little boy to me. Um, I think that's what they were going for right there. So um, I think I think it was done well. They're just like oh, you're a fucking joke. I'll kiss you right now. I and I actually messaged each other like about like the detail work that spot took. You know, kind of just, <laughs> you know the kind of work of these guys. Oh, it's great, great stuff. <laughs> I'm like, just, just run through that spot over and over again yeah. in the back. Now we gotta get down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Me and Lexi have similar jokes about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> two euros. Appreciate you. <laughs> Devil's luscious broad shoulders got me. Luscious is crazy. Luscious. Is oh shit! Wild. It's Andrade. That's crazy. That's oh, crazy. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I mean- Andrade's shoulders are crazy at the moment. Andrade's on all the gas. No, but his, Ayo, his shoulders in particular are hilarious. They're honestly not luscious, though. They're, they're just crazy. They're not luscious. Who has luscious shoulders? We need to figure this out. This is this is a good clue. Alex Coglin. Oh, I don't think it's him. <laughs> <laughs> See, Could you imagine? Could I'm you imagine you, this David Finley is going to be. David Finley has many what? things, but <laughs> I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure about the shoulders <laughs> part. I think, you know. Yeah. Anyway, enough of shoulders. Yeah. Push two dollars. MJF's not losing in his hometown. He fucking oh, is, mate. He <laughs> fucking is. <laughs> I ain't sat through this for nothing. <laughs> it's supposed to be the baby face now. 
Mm. <laughs> oh no, Matt, it's another island. <clears throat> oh, yeah, man, we've uh, that's AW Dynamite, a pretty good episode, but the lows were quite dramatically low, and that's yeah. that's what Dynamite's all about in this house, you know. That's yeah. the highs are high, but the lows are hilariously low, you know. <laughs> so, those are that's that's dynamite at its best, brother. You know this this insane. Um, what's it called? Another word I'm looking for. Anyway, um, bro, what's the thing at a park that goes up and down? Seesaw. Seesaw. So it's called. Yeah, <laughs> that's the word. <laughs> yeah, that's how you do it. Oh, straight away though. So. Yeah, we did. We did. I've I really like I've really enjoyed Dynamite recently. I just hope that yeah. when the Potential Classic is over, they still yeah. just focus on the wrestling. What y'all popped up last night, bro? Like this we wanna see we wanna see grabs. We wanna see wrestling. Keep doing that. Yes. Yeah, so sorry, overall a good a good show. You know, it's what Joe Hall would say, you know. Yeah. It's <laughs> still tomorrow and Saturday. Oh yeah! Uh, I'm getting to that demo plugs. Yeah, we got we got a lot of grabs. We got final battle, rampage, collision. Um, we're gonna do like a proper preview tomorrow, myself and Hall. But you know, we're gonna make that town tomorrow afternoon. So make sure you're tuning into that. But uh, first thing I want to mention: final battle. They're doing that. They're doing a very special trios match in the memory of Jay Briscoe. And you know, all six men. I just gotta. They're gonna bring it, Joe Hall, but you know, gonna, yeah. <laughs> did y'all see that the, the Blackpool Combat Club and uh and Mark Briscoe, uh, just those four by themselves moved to like 1.2k tickets in, in like four days after that match. That was crazy. That was actually crazy, though. Legitimately, that was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be special, like, genuinely. So, it's uh, you know, this could be one of those. Whole but crying occasions. I'm I'm sorry to say, may may fall. I'm not, I'm not so sure about the the handicap match stipulation, but if anybody's <laughs> can take, you're relentless. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? And I finally, <laughs> why led with. Hey guys, I'm like crying. I went, let me carry on with this. Let me, <laughs> let me keep shooting. <laughs> no, I, I think this is going to be very moving. Um, yeah, they did a video package last night. And I was like, this is going to be special. So I can't wait. This is going to be, uh, it's going to be a very unique kind of um, addition to the matches. We remember from this year. You know, very very different yeah. than the norm in that regard, but I think it'll be very special. Well, one of my favourite matches this year um, is Mark versus Lethal. Yeah, uh, it's just something that stuck through, stuck with me throughout the year, and I think it will continue to for a very long time. And uh, probably get something very similar to this with this trios match. Um, be a very excited for that one. Uh, what else we got in final? But we got Fina, of course. Probably going to be in the main event. Billy Starks. Could be time. Could be time, people. I think it's happening. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that it's happening, actually. I think, I think Athena drops it here and comes comes up to a Dynamite collision. 
Oh, she had some heat for that AEW Dynamite division. Um, she did. Yeah. She did. Stole some shots at uh, Tony Storm. Oh my God, stop. Whenever she said she was going to leave a negative review in her Rotten Tomatoes, oh, I'm cracking up. She, went, oh, she had stuff ready for that. It was awesome. Like, yeah. Because beforehand, in credits of Montgomery, he, he said, you know, ask what you want. He's like, but remember, you know, we would like a quotable or two. I said, I'll ask about AEW because that's like, you know, that's the easiest thing. Yeah. And I was expecting it to be like, I would like to be on AEW TV, which always gets us worked up anyway. She had a whole promo lined up. She, she ran through the whole thing. So that was awesome. Like, legitimately, this Billy Stark angle has been so cool watching them put this together. And is a great example of what you can achieve with just care and attention creatively. You want to tell a story, right. commit to it. Frankly, in terms of oh, I said frankly like yeah, but that was unfortunate. Um, in terms of <laughs> in terms of weekly angles, this is actually been I know a lot of people have missed it. Beat for beat, this has been one of the better booked things in all of the states yeah. this like this year. Like the generally, there have yeah. been ups and downs in the story, twists and turns. And that's a, that's a lost start. So whoever's been behind it deserves credit, and obviously both talent have killed it. Billy has got so much better as a TV character just by working with Athena. You know, it's been it's been a home run, so I'm super thrilled for them, and I'm sure they're going to tear it up. They did a comprehensive history of uh, yep. Billy and Athena on the AEW YouTube channel. I watched it to see what I missed. It's really good. It's really good. I suggest everybody go check that out before they're in match tomorrow night. Yeah, man. Uh, I was there in the building for their pre-show match at Forbidden Door, so I'm excited to see, like, going from that to the main event in, like, six months is quite impressive, honestly, so I'm really excited for them. 100%. You know, incorporated Lex in there into the storyline as well, which, so of course, was, a, as, as Athena mentioned in the interview with Joe, like, obviously that's a risk of doing something like that, you know, but it's yeah. worked. It's worked. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been great. Elsewhere on Final Battle. Alexia, I've got Black Taurus for Kingo. It's happening. It's fucking happening. The way, okay, I didn't know what got announced until, like, I got home. Because, obviously, I don't have the commentary team, like, you know, telling me, oh, mm-hmm. you know, they're announcing this. Whenever I was looking up, I forgot it was, um, what match it was. But I was looking up on the screen, and then I just see Black Taurus and Kingo in the corner. And I was like... No way. I was like, I was imagining that because I literally like blacked out from what the match was going on. And I was just looking at that and I was just like, Black Taurus, the Kingo. And I was like, Final Battle. Oh, that's fun. And then I was like, Wait, <laughs> Final Battle. <laughs> I was like, It finally hit me. And I was like, Wait, it's at the pit for me. And oh, yeah, so excited. The best base. Uh, speaking of uh, what Kingo Impact four minutes ago just announced that he will be at Hard to Kill. And at the Snake Eyes tapings, so uh, shout out to TNA. But I was I was really depressed because um like last week or two weeks ago because I saw a clip of Black Taurus running around and he got put through a table by a Death Valley driver by um by Tommy Dreamer, and I was just like, Black Taurus is really good if y'all don't know. It's just like this can't be all that American wrestling has to offer this man. Bro, and now he's getting, he's getting a singles match on Ring of Honor pay per view. I'm happy for him, deserves it. He's talented. Um, I hope he kills it. I hope he's he made to the AW television because he go on the AW television. Stick him with Roosh, bro. He'll be fired. Yes, yes. 
Yeah, there's definitely some stuff mm-hmm. for him. Um, what else? What else we got from the AEW weekend? Uh, Eddie versus Daniel Garcia. That's on Collision, I think. Uh, what other Continental Brody. Classic matches have we got? Anyone got Brody, anyone to looking Brody forward to? Brody yeah. King and Danielson. That's the one match from the whole Continental Classic that I've been looking forward to the most. So I'm yeah. actually really excited. I get to see that one. I'm not going to be saying I love those Brian, guys. <laughs> Brian's going to be doing some perverse selling during that oh, match. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's gonna have like the an people, on the apron. The people on the timeline that that are like genuinely concerned if if Danielson will ever wrestle the game, it'll be it's gonna be fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the six months on rampage as well. Six months. Oh yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people talking about that who were there saying it was a great match. I never buy too much into those uh those live reports because <laughs> they're too dangerous. You know, you get too fired up. It's just, it's just, it's just from way too many people. Like the wrestlers were like co-signing it on the timeline. I've never seen that before. Everyone um, just said, oh, fair enough. It, but yeah, it's top, top flight action Andretti for yeah. Penta, Vikingo, Commander. And that's a Rampage one that is, not Collision. Mm-hmm. That is oh. for Rampage. Um, Honestly, a little bit like about what they're going to cut out of Rampage because the match did go like, you know, past the... I guess, I don't know, time limit or stuff like for, mm. obviously they're going to stu- uh, cut stuff down because it's Rampage and then have like an hour, but I wonder what is going to get condensed or at least. Cut that down, Cal's family promo. Yeah, for the belt. So. Take that out of here. <laughs> I hope so. Something tells me that that's not going to happen. <laughs> I will say, I will say, actually having been there for like a, oh wait, I don't want to say anything because it's Rampage. Damn, I can't, I don't know if I should spoil it or not. Oh, um, you can do. We can give a warning of. Yeah, let's do a signal or something, and we'll, we'll um, do a countdown of. Yeah. You know, five, four. What are we three. gonna do when the spoiler stops, though? We're we gonna wave or something. Yeah, we. Joe's gonna wave <laughs> at the camera. Joe's gonna wave. But Tell yeah, me spo- Spoiler coming okay. up in five, four, three, two, one. Okay, I will say. Actually, I haven't been there for like the whole callous like promo thing. People were not joking whenever they say that they cannot hear him talk over the like the microphones and the way they did not stop booing for like the entire time. Like I'm genuinely concerned about how they were able to continue doing that so spiteful. But the match itself was kind of eh. I really do hope they cut that out. That's it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, guys. So Welcome back, everyone. Said, oh, that, that would have been this would have been much better. Okay, wait, go back, do it again, Joe. Yeah. Right, what was your li- repeat your last line, and then I'll okay. I'll do. I really, um, wait, I really wish they would have, <laughs> wait, or they would cut it off. I forgot what it said already. <laughs> All right, just do the point, do the point anyway. Oh, uh, you try to run a professional outfit here. I mean, it's just. I think, I think we've, we make movies now. Of, yeah, speaking of professional, I think we have. I think we've touched on what we needed to touch on for today. Like I said, like I said, uh, a few minutes ago, me and Joe will be back tomorrow mm-hmm. afternoon, and we're gonna do like a weekend preview. And uh, I guess we'll see what Dave has to put in the Observer newsletter because we usually have something to talk about from that. Um. 
Yeah, man, I thought I'll watch along on Twitch tomorrow night. Uh, mm. I guess Robbie Impact is going to watch SmackDown too, that fucking drone. But Final Battle and SmackDown watch along tomorrow night. Um, I don't know if there's a pre-show or not. If there is, we'll be there for it. Um, yeah, it's happy. Oh, Collision watch along Saturday night. Uh, you know, Big Rome. Big Rome is on SmackDown this Friday. Oh, yeah, Big Rome was announced for SmackDown. Rob's definitely locked into SmackDown this Friday. Is going to be a punk uh, Roman interaction? Is Roman even working the program? What's he got going on with this stuff right now? He's working with Randy. Well, he's supposed to work with Randy. That's where they're going. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, my God, that match. Mm-hmm. Randy yeah. Yeah. three fused vertebrae in the tribal I've been, chief. I've been oh, praying no. every day. <laughs> first, first thing in the morning every day, praying. Oh Just getting through it, man. Just getting oh through it. <laughs> They're going to go 32. It could be very unfortunate. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, they, they, they play the same music, Joe. You know, it's a type of time. Oh I'm a bit concerned about, you know, Randy. Just an aura and holds. Yeah. <laughs> Randy's, Randy's three fused yeah. vertebrae and 30 pounds of just straight up induced muscle, bro. Going 30 with your tribal chief. Oh my god. I'll just pretend it's good anyway. It's fun. Yeah. I'll be there no matter what. That's a lot. Yeah, I got will be a very artistic weekly haul but review about it, you know. Oh so. yeah. Regardless of how it plays out, but yeah, a lot to look forward to. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be quite a stacked weekend this weekend. Like I said, Roman returns on SmackDown. Of course, there's going to be other stuff going on there, like the inter- Intercontinental Tournament, um, Rampage, Collision, Final Bow. Uh, we've got the Athena interview as well, so make sure you go and watch that if you haven't already. We dropped that a couple hours ago. So uh, yeah, like I said, go, make sure you go watch that. Uh, Charlie has got a feature coming out in the next few days, so keep your eye out for that as well. Uh, those always go over very well on the timeline, so I'm sure you won't miss it. Um, what else have we got? The watch along, as I always said, tomorrow, big watch along for for both companies. Um, Collision, we'll probably do another watch along for Twitch on there. But anyway, keep an eye on the Twitter page as always. We'll keep you up to date with everything. And remember, we'll be back tomorrow, <laughs> myself and Halbert. And as always, one last time, like subscribe thank you as always for the super chats massively appreciate it thanks for watching peace Bye.